Jack, Levi. The Book Club from Hell. Hello everyone, this is Jack with The Book Club from Hell. You're currently dreaming, and I'm an interdimensional traveller, contacting your unconscious mind to warn against the dangers of tap water, and to let you know that I have a new SE5-enabled homeopathic Reiki healing wish manifestation course, available for only $799, either online or via telepathy. This episode, Levi and I dive back into the Ilona Selka dolphin verse, this time by reading the book Regaining Wholeness Through the Subtle Dimensions by her husband Don Paris, PhD. Now, Don is an ardent technology enthusiast, and instead of getting into VR Family Guy themed vor porn like a normal computer enjoyer, he has set his sights on the SE5 1000. An account of a series of dreams that Don Paris, PhD, had. This book serves as both a sales pitch and an instruction manual for the SE5-1000, a subtle energy field detector and manipulator that can do anything from increasing sales in your business to fixing flat tyres. Dr. Paris, as luck would have it, sells this device himself, which can be yours for the low price of almost $6,000. Additional training, naturally, costs extra. So if you're feeling ready to potentise your life and embark on the path of the quantum shaman, Enjoy. How much does an SE5 cost? I couldn't oh, find prices anywhere. Oh boy. <laughs> I went on a reconnaissance mission and I emailed Dr. Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read this out for everyone. People on Discord actually a slight a slight. Should we should we tell people who might not know? I mean, that would some context. Intro, hey, listeners, would Don, you like some? Don would PhD you like some before we context? start making fun of him? <laughs> yeah, let's. <laughs> Those of you who've listened to the Ilona Selka episode, the woman who talked to dolphins and travelled through the quantum multiverse, Don Paris PhD is her husband. Lover. Great love. What was his doctoral thesis in, I hear you all asking, <laughs> through the ether? Well, it was... <laughs> I tried to find it. I can't... He didn't have a doctoral thesis because it's an honorary doctorate. From It was from, like, the Swedish, Swedish Vitological Society or some weird shit like that. I could find no evidence of this place on the internet. I'm not... I don't know if it exists. Either he just made up his doctorate, his honorary degree from a made-up university, or this place does exist, but... They just made up the doctorate and gave it to him. Either way, I'm not sure if Don Paris PhD is a real doctor. <laughs> he is listed on a website called newearth.university, which is just... That's how you know it's a university. It is. Dot university it is. URL. It is a fucking treasure trove. Of new age garbage for this web, for for this podcast, <laughs> it is just yeah newearth.university. Uh, the Lazarus Initiative they have the Sim- Lazarus Symposium New Earth Horizon number seven coming up, and it's got literally got uf a UFO on it and a bunch of astrology signs and some like cut cunts making funny hand symbols. Let's and- have a look, New Earth University. Platform for planetary stewardship and unification. <laughs> Already, I'm appreciating the the layout of this website, given that they're selling a book by Jim Humble, 
which is overlapping a bunch of the text on the site, so I can't read it properly. That's nice. I like. I, I always like a well-designed website. We're honoured you have entered this brain trust, which is hyphenated for some reason. And oh, here we go. Lazarus, Lazarus Symposium 12, New Earth Horizon. Fuck, look at this. It does have a UFO on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a guy so it's it's got a picture of a guy Sasha Stone who's got who's got a leather you know those leather armbands that go around someone's upper arm like around their bicep it's not even a wristband it's one of those leather armbands around your upper arm that's always a bit of a red flag does he have oh he does have a necklace with a crystal on it of course he oh, does oh this is really good we've got some of their courses include Applied Integrative Biophysics, Victim and Criminal Profiling Academy, Divine Light Training, <laughs> Eco Home Training Off Grid, Agabi Based Health and Wellness, Spirit Medicine, Fifth Dimension Yoga, Earth Speak Light, Heart Self Intelligence, and Power Dharma Teachings. And I don't know if you've gotten a sense of what this website is like, but it's exactly I what highly you recommend everyone like. visit this. You should definitely visit this website. Anyways, Don Paris PhD HC. Does HC mean like honorary? I think it does. I don't know. I That's... think I think it does. Um, like honorary conferral. Um, I think maybe is what it stands for. But I'm just making that up. <laughs> oh well, why don't why don't I just read <laughs> read read his. Uh, there's a picture of this New Earth University Symposium panel at New Earth Ancient Futures Festival, Indonesia 2017. Yeah, yeah. They had another one in 2019. A bunch on of Discord. Send it, send it on Discord. cunts all sitting barefoot on a couch together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly what you think it is. You know, what was that guy, Robert Anton Wilson? His uni- mm. his def- his defunct garbage university that he probably fucking oh that he didn't even go to but the one that he is claiming. <laughs> uh, mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, send it on Discord. Um, <laughs> th- it, this is like an internet era, like um, like povo version of Robert Anton Wilson's garbage university. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> That's exactly what. I'd expect. Look, I love woo-woo shit, guys. I know I talk a lot of crap about woo-woo, but I really like going to Yoga Barn in Ubud in Bali. It's really fun. Uh, there's lots of very attractive people there that are all into yoga, so they're all hyper-flexible, and they do this thing called ecstatic dance where you basically just like blast funky yoga techno for like two hours and just like go crazy with your body. It's heaps of fun. And uh, I also like wacky ideas, so I liked when I was at the Yoga Barn and places like that. Um, like there's lots of weird people with zany ideas that I like talking to <laughs> and they do lots of weird things like sit in circles and like hold it, hold each other's hands and like do breathing exercises and stuff. I get around that shit, but just because I like participating doesn't mean that I think it's true. I think it's fun, <laughs> but here we're not, we're not here to listen. We're here to make fun. <laughs> That's what this is about. This podcast is about. <laughs> so we're going to make fun of all that, the woo-woo shit. <laughs> that and Don Paris PhD's book really is a, a very elaborate 
catalogue for his stuff. He's hawking you his wares this entire time. The last 10 pages or so of this book are just advertisements for things that he's selling. So I'm going to read this, very... This whole thing is a sales pitch. Very briefly. Oh, yeah, we're going to... I'll explain the fucking scam that's going on. Yeah, motherfucker, it's a scam. Fuck this guy. Um, but just before... <laughs> <laughs> changed gears pretty quickly. But just before I... Uh, I'm going to read the new, new Earth University bio of him really quickly because I've actually done a nice job of like... Um, hawking his bullshit for him. Um, Don Paris, PhD, is a published author, speaker, video producer, and musician. This is a true Renaissance man. His book, Regaining Wholeness Through the Subtle Dimensions, has been published internationally in German, Spanish, Japanese, Portuguese, and English. He is known as the guru of the SE5, the world's most respected subtle energy scalar instrument. Don is well-loved for his style of bringing challenging concepts into an easy-to-understand language and has been a popular speaker at the Global Sciences Congress, Congress of Spiritual Scientists, Quantum Energy Medicine Conference, and the United States Psychotronics Association. Dr. Paris has created (laughs) the most detailed explanation of the principles of radionics and the most advanced training courses in the entire field of radionics and scalar technology. Those words will come up a lot radionics and scalar technology and quantum. He began exploring the subtle dimensions in the early 70s and has now trained people in over 30 countries in the workings of radionics and the subtle dimensions. Don was awarded an honorary doctorate degree in human sciences from the International University of Vitological Sciences in Stockholm, Sweden in 2000 for his work with the SE5 and scalar and scalar energies he and his wife Elena selkie who work as a team have contributed to radio and tv shows and have been quoted in numerous publications around the world they teach seminars in quantum psychology in the u.s europe and asia i bet they're going to put our episode on Elena selka up pretty soon <laughs> the famous mentions of Elena selka and don paris PhD. i found something jack they listed in his experience that he is currently the owner of the Shambhala Oceanside Retreat and Spa. Interesting. Where? It looks as though it could be in... Ooh, it's in Bali. Wonderful. That's if I had known that, I would have... close to you. Oh, it's actually where... It's, it's actually quite close to a, a village that I like. It's on the northern side of Bali. Wonderful. It's really beautiful up there. They're on like the northern side of Bali, uh, up past like it. It gets like all the tourists and shit are in the south, on the south side of the island. But where they are is actually genuinely beautiful. Yes, they have the Shambhala Oceanside Retreat. That's their current business. There we go. Maybe are I need to pay. I'm Bali? planning to move to Bali and travel around Indonesia and Southeast Asia next year. So maybe I should pay Mister. Doctor, sorry, Doctor Don Paris. Doctor, Doctor, and Eleanor, a uh, a visit. What do you reckon? And you can do that via image transformation anyway, can't you? That's you just true. Talk to them through. That's it. Yeah. true. But you do it in person, um, which would be just as good. Do you reckon it's a swingers resort? I have a feeling it's a swingers resort. <laughs> it would not surprise me at all. But <laughs> <laughs> so that's Don Paris. Now, what is the SE five? The SE five at a high level is a device for plugging into what Don calls subtle energy fields. Basically, you know the crystals? Have you ever met a crystal person 
we've all met crystal people. Like, Jack, you've met crystal people, right? I've met a lot of crystal people. Yeah, fucking crystal people. What's your general impression of crystal people? Harmless, credulous, nice. Unless they're the rare type of crystal person who's trying to sell you a type of crystal. In which case, they're pretty obnoxious. Okay. Well, Don Paris is the second type of crystal person. Yeah. Except he's not just selling you a crystal. He's selling you an entire elaborate, like, explanation of the physical universe. (laughs) And (laughs) an accompanying uh, hardware and software package. Um, Imagine, uh, what are those things called that the Scientologists use? To oh the e readers or something like yeah that. it's like it's like a it's like a it's like crystals meets e reader plus a little shitty software package <laughs> so he's made it quite elaborate he is the person who's selling that shit to the harmless but credulous crystal people would you say that's a fair a fair summary. I think that's a fair summation of Dom Paris PhD. I'm still... I made this complaint when we read through Wisdom of the Dolphins, Ilona Selka's magnum opus, that when she talked about the SE5, I didn't know what it was measuring. And having read an entire book on the SE5, I'm still not actually entirely sure what it measures. He talks about vibrations a lot. He talks about quantum field theory a lot. Mm. But I'm still not sure what it's measuring. No. He says of the he says the SE five makes changes in vibrational blueprints, but I still don't know what that means. Yeah, there's a lot of words and yet nothing is said. Yeah, yeah. He does self identify as a quantum shaman though, which I like. That's a that's quite a job title. <laughs> In addition to being the guru of the SE5, he's a quantum shaman. Now, the thing is, <laughs> listeners, dear listeners, this is not just like crystals. The Azat Esoteric. This is a fucking crazy, crazy psytrance festival in in Australia. Was, I've never seen anything like it. Mind blowing music. Psytrance just for like three days straight, like 24-7. When I say 24-7, it was the first year that the council, the local council, had let the esoteric festival play nonstop throughout the night. Normally, they'd have to stop at like 12 p.m. or like 1 a.m. or something. It sounds like pure probably. hell. And in this case, main stage blasted nonstop for two, for two nights straight. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you can imagine this sort of festival. It's in rural. It's in rural Australia, blasting psytrance. It attracts a lot of crystal people, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of people having, shall we say, like transcendent quote unquote experiences. Now. I would say (laughs) they are having transcendent experiences. However, whether or not it's caused by the crystal or the sheer quantity of psychedelics pumping through their bloodstream, it's hard to Yeah, the crystals they just smoked. (laughs) The crystals they just smoked. (laughs) Uh, I was approached by a crystal lady and uh, she gave me a crystal. I don't know. Maybe it was Tiger's Eye. Maybe it was Amethyst or something. And she just says like, yeah, for whatever arbitrary reason, this is your crystal, Levi. And... It's healing. What does it heal? I don't know. It just makes you feel good. Whatever. Uh, 
Why am I talking about this? Oh, yeah, but the crystal's pretty lame. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I've finally gone back to my meandering thought. <laughs> Gave me the crystal. Okay, let's say uh, maybe it, like, I don't know, helps heal a broken heart because I was uh, fucking still reeling from my previous breakup at that point, like a little bitch. <laughs> and, and, uh, but that's really lame. Like just a crystal just does like one thing. Maybe, maybe if it's a really good crystal, it does like five or six things. Mm. Not the SE5. The SE5 is a programmable healing device. The SE5 is to quantum reality bending universality as the Turing machine is to computational universality. Any physical process that can be simulated that that can exist can be simulated by a universal turing machine well a universal quantum turing machine to be precise well likewise any phenomena at all that can be programmed through the subtle dimensions can be programmed by the se5 which means that basically <laughs> all of physical reality and and it's not just simulate like a computer computer is garbage because it's just simulating events it's not actually changing mm, the events mm. whereas the SE5 is actually modifying the world around it how about i give you a sales pitch for the SE5 so i've got quotes here there's a, a <laughs> one quote so this book's divided into two parts the first part's theory the second part's applications of the SE5 so this is a practical work Don Paris, PhD, knows his audience. He knows that they they just want to get out there and start altering the subtle dimensions to benefit themselves in this physical world as soon as possible. So he's written this book with them in mind. We'll get onto the structure of the book or the narrative structure of the book later, which is excellent. I hope this is not too much of a spoiler when I say that almost all information that Don Paris, PhD, got that he then put into this book he received in a dream talking to some guy called Al but I'd like to make I'd like to give a quote about all of the benefits you can expect from the SE5 or examples of such benefits so part two will be of great benefit to those who already have an SE5 1000 as well as to those of you who are wondering how this technology can be applied to your life will the next bottle of vitamins you buy be your last there are explicit instructions on how to use the SE5-1000 to replicate the informational building blocks of substances, like vitamins, into another material, like water, in order to save on vitamin bills. Would you like to know how to get 60,000 plus miles out of a set of tyres? How about finding lost or stolen articles? I will even tell you how I was able to get rid of the odours of a new carpet simply by changing the subtle field that surrounded it, even if you do not have an SE5-1000. Part two of the book will be very interesting, as it has many unusual uses and anecdotes about the SE5-1000. You can do so much with this thing. However, despite the fact that it has such transcendent properties, the use cases of it almost always end up being things like, oh, you can lower your tax bill, or save on vitamins, or make your carpet not stink with the SE5-1000. Okay, I'll go you even, even better. One, yeah, that was that was that was awesome. Sorry, <laughs> I don't mean to say no. I was just blocking you. I just sh shut that shit down, Jack. Fuck you. No, no sorry, the, Jack. That was awesome. That was awesome. Thank you. Awesome. I'm I'm going to say yes and and build on you, uh, and build on that <laughs> from the Amazon page. Now, 
This is not the best performing book that we've <laughs> covered. Uh, that we've covered. Uh, it's only got a three point eight on Amazon, which is you know a bit lower than some of you know. It's lower than Bronze Age Pervert for sure. Um, one Bronze Age mindset was a better book than this. Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> uh, one of the reviewers gave it five stars and said, this is a paradigm shift. I love this book. I have the old edition written for the SE5. Uh, it's really written for those interested in the power of the mind and the universe and in radionics and astounded me when I first read it. It requires an open mind. And ability to go outside mm. one's current paradigm if nothing is known about radionics, psionics, and mind-slash-consciousness. This book's explanations and processes started me on a 25-year adventure that is still ongoing and evolving. This poor motherfucker had his life derailed for 25 years, 25 by, years. This, by this book. <laughs> 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 yeah uh yeah this book this book's something special oh is it something special actually it's i have here my reconnaissance mission yes please read please read it out okay and then we'll get into the book yeah okay. yeah yeah then we'll get into chapter one and this could be a series all on its own in fact i think just like finding pseudoscience nonsense and like reviewing it <laughs> like reviewing technology pseudoscience technologies then we'd have to buy them though hello <laughs> hello dr paris oh yeah you're gonna flip your shit when you when you hear this hello dr paris i recently purchased and read your book regaining wholeness through the subtle dimensions i was very impressed by your integration of ancient wisdom such as the ayurveda with modern technology book contains some really cutting-edge science that has really challenged my thinking about health and wellness. I would love to inquire about purchasing the SE5, specifically the 2000 model, as it seems like the latest model. Additionally, I am open to buying any necessary accessories, training, and software that I need to make sure that I get the most out of my experience with the SE5, and so that I can learn to use it effectively. I have been exploring traditional Chinese medicine, and entheogens as a way to break away from the narrow ideas of western pharmacology for my personal health issues if you have any ideas about blending the se5 with things like naturopathy i would be very open to suggestions kindest regards <laughs> clark clark <laughs> clark's been hitting all the buzzwords that will get done paris tongue wagging hit this guy fucking hook line and sinker mate i need to reply to him been hitting entheogens, naturopathy, but most importantly, you mentioned money. <laughs> Hi, Clark. Thank you very much for your interest in the SE5 2000. I'm excited to read your email. Thank you for all the kind words. And I can tell from the few words you wrote that you are forging ahead into a new realm. Below, you will find different package prices with different options to choose from. Also, we have a new <laughs> online school dedicated to the SE5. You can find some free, all caps, <laughs> free online courses <laughs> at radionic.org. 
online, which we should obviously go to. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to that right now. You go there and it's just as garbage as, as you'd think. Radionic online. We also have a course specifically online, for... Online, in case you didn't know that you're on the internet. <laughs> this is a really trustworthy top-level domain. We also have a Radionic. course... Radionic.online? Radionic. It doesn't seem to exist. .online. No, I just clicked on it. www.radionic.online. He hasn't... He hasn't assigned the root domain to redirect to the www. Ah. Uh, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> he's, he's an idiot. Needs to work on his UX. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we also have a course specifically focused on Chinese medicine from a radionic point of view from one of my trainers, Jan Werderurst of Holland. I think you will find his approach to be very fitting for your journey. That course is also called... That course is called SE5 Apprentice Course. It is more advanced. Wait, so what please... the fuck? SE5 Advanced Training, $356. <laughs> and work with the SE5 for a while before attempting to take the more advanced course. Now, Jack, I'm going to let you guess. The SE5 2000, complete package, includes the Precision Stick Detector, the PSD, the SE5 IDF software, and accessories. So it's the whole kit and caboodle. I'll uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll send you right now on Discord. I'll send you mm. a picture of everything that's included in the package. There you go. Take that. Oh. Just beam beam a couple of megabytes to the other side of the planet so you can so you can make fun of this guy with me. Oh, let's complete package. You got a carrying case. A carrying Input case. Input plate. Yeah, a carrying case. So you've you've got your portable SE5, infrared scanning probe, USB cable, audio it's got an audio cable, IDF software and training. Whenever we'll get to the real meaning of IDF in the Don Paris PhD <laughs> context, but whenever I read IDF, I just think of the Israeli Defense Force. <laughs> which, which really changed the feel of this book for me. Glassine envelopes, precision stick detector. Power adapter, electroluminescent output cable, an instruction manual. Wow, this is okay. Plus, that also comes with obviously the software, right? Yeah, I mean, it says in the, the software. Yeah, naturally. Well, it, that's that's built into the SE five, isn't it? Or do you need to install the software on your computer? No, no. Well, of course, you need to install it using a USB stick. Which is a little bit strange mm, that okay. the SE5 just can't beam its software straight into the computer so and install itself, but whatever. Okay. Yeah. He does yep. not disclose the price of this thing online on his website. It's concealed. You actually have to email and, and request a price. Did he disclose it to you? Yes, he did. Can I try to guess it? Would you like to guess it? So I have. So, okay. So I've, I have been practicing my. my quantum shaman techniques so i'll i'll try to look through your eyes at your computer screen to see the number <laughs> and can we so for this for this experiment let's use the quantum shaman technique of of hot and cold i'll say a number and you tell me whether i'm hot or cold <laughs> okay and we're going to denominate this in okay. uh just because uh of the price volatility of um dogecoin we'll denominate it in us dollars but I was going. I was wanting to really. denominate it in FTT 
if that's all right. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. The store of value. The store of value. Very, very store of value. value. <laughs> FTT or Luna Terra, but I, either of them. Either are acceptable. <laughs> yeah. All right. So how about we do it in US dollars? Because I'm pretty sure everything's denominated in, in yeah, US dollars. Yes. For this guy. Okay. Fine. 300, 300 bucks. Cold. You're freezing, mate. 500. You're still... You're, you're, it's like swimming in a, a beach in Tasmania, mate. Your ball's going blue Did it just quick. get warmer or colder? It got warmer a couple of degrees. $1,000. Slightly warmer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> $3,000. Warmer. $5,000. Ooh, getting toasty. <laughs> 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 okay, six thousand dollars. Ooh, you've overshot it a little bit there. <laughs> five and a half thousand. Five thousand six hundred and ninety-five <laughs> US dollars plus shipping and handling. <laughs> Nearly six thousand US. You don't even get the fucking shipping and handling included. He even gets you on the fucking shipping and handling. <laughs> we're, we're not buying this. I'm not paying. Almost six thousand dollars for whatever this shit is. I was hopeful that I would that he would say come back with something like a few hundred bucks or something like that, and I'd be like, yeah, okay, that was what I expected. Like that, like I don't want to give this guy any money, but it'll be it'll be funny. It'll be worth it. <laughs> when I put in my first quantum shamanic guess of three hundred dollars, I thought that was a bit excessive. <laughs> but uh, actually, having said this. He is charging $356.95 for the the SE5 Advanced Training Course, which is a self-paced course on www.radionic.online, which which are are six videos. I'm pretty sure these are YouTube videos. Yeah, they're just like delisted YouTube videos or something. (laughs) 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 Yeah, okay, so... Actually, I know that's on me. That's my naivety believing that. But even if you 10x for the SE5, was- you did in fact 10x it. You went up to three thousand, right? And you think, no fucking way, this thing—they're charging three thousand dollars for this thing. He's charging. He's charging. <laughs> what is he charging? He's charging nearly nineteen x, <laughs> or yeah, about about eighteen or nineteen x the price for the the, the training courses <laughs> for. Um, Oh my god! So, so the question was out. If you listen to the Ilan and Selkie episode, I am asking a question, and I've often wondered about that episode because I think, am I making too much fun of somebody with a mental health issue? Like, am I being am I being <laughs> yes, a bad you're person? Still stuck on this. I'm still stuck on this. Ilana Selka by her book. <laughs> And I have decided that no, fuck Eleanor Selkie and fuck Don Paris. I, I don't think that she's mentally ill. I think that she's a fucking dumb cunt and that she's also a scammer. <laughs> Just a shark. She's a shark. She's a scammer. Sorry. I'm, I'm still looking through radionic.online's offered courses. So for the almost $400 course that's six videos, he's bothered naming the first two videos. And then the rest of them are just part three, part four, part five, part six. This is such a low effort troll. <laughs> this is just absolute shit tier woo woo. Five thousand. So at that rate, say you got two people living in Bali, 
and you want to live like pretty well in Bali, um, you know, you could live on like 80 grand US in Bali and you would be like top 1% like income earners for sure in Bali. Like that's a shitload of money. Um, you could probably earn like 40, 40 US in Bali, 40,000 US in Bali, and you'd still be in like the top couple of percent of income earners. So in order for them to be in the top income earners in Bali, they would only have to sell like maybe 20 of these a year to get like about 100,000 100, US split between the two of them. And they're like living it up. <laughs> so they don't really have to sell many of these. And I bet you it costs them like, Twenty dollars to make. <laughs> yeah. So they don't really need to sell many of these in order for this to be a viable business. Because what's the it's such the a ludicrously this thing? Are just a bunch of random number generators that 100%, just spit out? Yeah, one hundred percent. It's just complete garbage. So I'm I'm looking through. We're going to get to the book eventually, but radionic.online is a gold mine. I'm looking through oh, SE5 okay. ongoing training part one, mastering the SE5 for only $223.85. I don't know how he's pricing these things. But completely so arbitrarily. Week one of the, the ongoing SE5 training is just how to install it. And one of the lectures is installing a .NET framework if needed. It's like, well, you just click install when the installation wizard asks you if you want to install it. He's got how to install using manually with a USB cable, which is... <laughs> one, of the, one of the lectures is just called Crop Circles. There's a music break, which is seven minutes long. Is it just Don Paris playing the pan pan flute? It's just Don Paris PhD Tibetana Two, which you can listen to on Spotify. He even gets you. He even gets you with the Tibetana Two. It's like subscribe on subscribe on a on on a on Spotify to to Don Paris PhD. Don Paris PhD on the mic. Weekly blog. We really should actually get to this book eventually. But yeah, it's just so easy. Weekly, weekly blog. Sorry, we couldn't find this patch. It just 404s <laughs> you when you try to click on anything except the shit he's trying to sell you. <laughs> this guy, this guy, view all products. View all products just fucking 404s as well. <laughs> he just hasn't, he just hasn't built this fucking website. It's just, the site just, it just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like it's like it's like the rest of the website is in oh no it's all in shitty it's all in just like fucking times <laughs> it just he hasn't done anything blog news of the week I'm powered flicking, by teachable. i'm flicking through i'm flicking through his other courses available so some of the things you could buy here oh wow so se5 advanced training for 356 Dollars and ninety five cents is not the most expensive course. There's webinar training for the SE five one thousand, which is five hundred ninety eight dollars. Oh, something just he's called got the coaching next dimension. Seventy five dollars a month with Lutie Larson. <laughs> the number of like just really really shitty. Does 
Does Microsoft Word even have word art anymore? I remember when I was like six in primary school making titles with word art in Word. Do they even offer that? Because they've got the same sort of things that I was doing at North Fitzroy Primary School when I was a child <laughs> as the... <laughs> yeah, uh, you can do... He's got... Uh, oh, there's a picture of him here at a workshop, USPA 2019, workshop with Don Paris and Lutey Larson. The lecture slide that he's proudly standing in front of is the basics of mitochondrial dysfunction and how it affects our health. Maybe Don Paris PhD is a metabolomics consultant, <laughs> but he's probably not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, my, my, mitochondrial dysfunction as a medical specialty is really fucking complicated, and I doubt somehow, maybe unfairly, that Don Paris PhD is totally across the field, but maybe... Radionic skincare for only $96. That's a bargain. That's pretty... That's cheap. Health and beauty with radionics, though, is $598. Health so. and beauty. Health and beauty. And cancer. Food and agricultural radionics, only $598.95. Growing young mini course, only $30. <laughs> There's so much of this shit. <laughs> you can just you can just do absolutely anything. So this mega wellness summit is free. I'll do the mega wellness summit. I I really think it's that... just a forty eight minute. It's a forty eight minute seventeen second video. The mega wellness summit. <laughs> mega, mega wellness. What if I am unhappy with this course? We would never want you to be unhappy. If you are unsatisfied with your purchase, contact us in the first 30 days and we will give you a full refund. What's the bet that he just doesn't open the email for 30 days and then emails you back and goes, Oh, yeah, nah, sorry, mate. I didn't see this one in my inbox. Um, Can't refund you because it's been more than 30. He probably doesn't speak in that accent either. But <laughs> can't <laughs> refund you because it's uh, been more than 30 Locker days, accent. mate. Yeah, yeah. mate. <laughs> sorry. Donnie can't fucking refund you, mate. How long do I have access to this course? How does lifetime access sound? He's so, never going to lock you out of your account after you pay him. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's let's stop fucking We've around. Truly, on well and life. truly, buried the fucking lead on this one, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is Don Paris PhD is a complex figure, and you. We need to expand on the Paris verse as well as just this one book because the Paris verse goes a lot deeper than the, just he might turn into one of the regaining wholeness through the, the primary dimensions. villains of the book club from hell universe. Don Paris PhD and Elon so, Selka. I'm going to lead the witness on this one, like a cunt, and I'm going to basically put down a premise that Don Paris is just a scammer. And this book is essentially just the top of a sales funnel to an unbelievably expensive piece of shit. And basically <laughs> his business model is sell this garbage book that will, one, get him invited to all these garbage woo-woo conferences and stuff and get him on garbage woo-woo podcasts for him to like get his word out there more. And this book basically acts as a filter where... 
if somebody gets to the end of this book having read it, it pre-qualifies that person as a strong lead to buy to buy his his other stuff. So it's essentially oh like the unit economics are I need to sell, say, 20 of these SE5s a year to live a good life in Bali. If I get this book out to a thousand people and one to two percent of them actually read the whole thing, or say five percent, so that's fifty people read the whole thing, and then I can sell those pre-qualified leads at about a one to two out of five. Just do the maths on that. I reckon that's that's basically what he's done. He just figured that out. This high highly qualified leads getting to the end of this book and then emailing him for 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 a price on a six thousand dollars okay, sale. I've 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 got a slightly different theory on Mister PhD. So I think that Don Paris PhD wants to make money, but I think he also believes this. I don't think he's completely cynical. I think he is. A crystal person, a very advanced crystal person too, but <laughs> I, I think he's he believes in the SE5, but he also believes in its ability to make him money. I think it's, it's the duality <laughs> of man, the duality of Don Paris, PhD. <laughs> I think he's a more complex character than you're giving him credit for. Okay. It is, I'm it is willing hard to be not swayed. to feel too cynical about him. I'm willing it's to be It's hard swayed. not to feel too cynical about him when you read through this, though. All right, so chapter one, what is an SE5? Uh, <laughs> should we just say, too, this, this whole book is a series of dreams that he has, or, or one dream that he has over several nights where he's at the Future Technology Symposium and he sees some dude called Al talking about the SE5, and Al turns out to be some interdimensional traveller and basically sells Don Paris PhD the SE5 and tells him about it. Am I misrepresenting it, or is it really just Don Paris PhD at the beginning acknowledges that it's all in his head? And and here is and where I I... I think point to Levi. Mm. He knows that he's lying. This he didn't have this dream. <laughs> he didn't have well, this let dream. Let me get a pen. I'll I'll start I'll start keeping start score on and I can highlight on our, on there's a two. specific page that I can point to later when we get to it because it's a little bit further along where he has a Freudian slip and he's <laughs> he's quoting Al the interdimensional <laughs> teacher but Al says instead of saying I'm present as I present in this lecture. It's hard for me to explain this or something to that effect. I'll get the actual quote later. Instead, he says, Oh, yes, it's very difficult to write about this. <laughs> and he just has this little Freudian slip where he's forgotten that he's supposed to be speaking in Al's voice, but he's speaking in his own voice. And he's had a break of character. And then, for, more to the point, he also just expects the reader to take an entirely unverifiable dream sequence that he supposedly has as concrete evidence that he's actually had an interaction with some sort of person who is who is an autonomous entity speaking on its own behalf namely Al. <laughs> Al. And that is and not it just stands for Alpha 
something. I forget Al's full name. <laughs> and it's not just an apparition in, in Don's mind like all the other dreams he has. <laughs> and- yeah, so I'll, I'll Anyways, concede I- that point to you. I would say, though, that the problem is that we don't know to what extent Don Paris PhD believes this. And given that the guy is such a kook, I'm still inclined to believe that he believes that he talked to Al in his dream and Al told him all about the SE5 and how to work it. And this is a valid source of information on the external world. Your dreams using using the dream mate. That's right. <laughs> Remember... This guy's this guy's house. He must be a compulsive hoarder. This guy's house must be full of so much of this junk. He was talking about how he was dreaming using the dream mate, which flashes red light in your eyes to induce REM sleep, and it gives him really, really vivid dreams. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he tries to sell you the dream mate as well. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, he was using the dream mate lucid dreaming mask to program his lucid dreams by flashing red light in his eyes while he's trying to sleep. And he was using these lucid dreams to learn how to fly and meet friends in his dreams. And in, instead of learning to fly, he traveled to the Future Technology Symposium and met with Al, who cured his back pain. Now, I haven't done lucid dreaming myself, but apparently you can learn how to, like, increase its frequency. But just because you're lucid dreaming doesn't mean that the content of your dream (laughs) is, like, actually anything other than just the hallucinations of your subconscious mind. (laughs) Yeah, but but the thing is, though, Levi, how how do you get around the fact that Don Paris PhD in this dream said to Al that his back was sore and Al used the SE5 to balance Don's energy and his back pain got better. How how do you how do you get around that? There you go. I stand corrected. At, I will can say I mean, point, on, Don, point Don. How do you point <laughs> to Don Paris PhD? I'll take an L. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> Round three. So um, I might read a little bit from the introduction. Oh, please do. The age, because it's not, not the entire introduction because it's quite long. Um, the age of the quantum shaman. <laughs> Shamans in the classical sense have traditionally been the healers and wise men and women for the people. In his book, The Eagle's Quest, Fred Allen Wolf explores the shaman's world from the standpoint of a quantum physicist. Wolf describes his own journey from the totally rationally rational left brain world of science to his discovery of intuition, natural healing, and aspects of life that Western logic would consider impossible. Once during a lecture that he was giving in Seattle, he asked the audience, does anyone know how the technology of the 21st century will function? Presumably, this is the introduction from the 1993 edition. My, which you just didn't update for the 2003 edition. My hand went up immediately, <laughs> almost so without crazy. conscious control. And I replied, it will be consciousness interactive technology. And Dr. Alan Wolf replied, exactly. However, what I did not tell him at the time 
was that this technology had already been here in the 20th century. And I had been teaching people to use this technology for many years in a very Don real Paris sense. PhD's always been ahead of the game. He's been way ahead of the game. In a very real sense, the SE5-1000 has put methods of interacting with subtle regions of the shamans into a scientific yet understandable approach. So basically, his entire premise, this is, this, this is the nutshell. Quantum plus shaman. The great thing about quantum field theory is that it's very complex, highly unintuitive, and you can therefore hide in the complexity, even if you have no idea what you're talking about. And look- In jargon, all the jargon. I don't pretend to understand quantum field theory. I did physics. Like I did a semester of physics at first year university that I don't remember and didn't do particularly well in. However, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I know more about it than Don Paris PhD does, which is which is an insult to say that I know more about physics than someone. But <laughs> what he does is he just uses <laughs> jargon. That's an insult. He just uses <laughs> jargon to confuse people. <laughs> And because this is such rarefied knowledge and very few people, particularly few people who will be reading this book of physicists, most people will look at it and go like, yeah, I, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, he, he also does the thing that, uh, that um, Popper accuses Hegel of doing, which is basically just smashing you over the head with like difficult to understand um, language, words. Um, yeah, it's where it's where being obscure nonsense. actually is a becomes an argumentative or a, a persuasive tool. Obscurantism, yeah, because what he's doing is his basic his basic his basic strategy is if I confound this person who has self selected to read this book, and I put on the veneer of being a knowledgeable, scientifically rational minded person, I he he adopts the um the mask of scientism, he knows that he'll be able to coax his victim into a uh, daze of confusion and then make the sale on the other end of that daze. <laughs> it's like... How, I hate um, this guy, man. I hate this guy so much. <laughs> you know, there are, the, there are those... Um, I think they're vipers in Australia, the ones that have a their tail looks like a little grub and they wave it so that birds look at their tail and then when the bird's looking away, they bite them and kill them. <laughs> Don Paris PhD. So he is biting and killing you, he closes in and makes the sale. <laughs> Once he's confused you with all of his bullshit about qu- the, the the quantum multiverse. However, he does You literally just called him a grub. Science that I do understand. He he does he gets into biology and things, which is something that I do know something about. He's got a really good quote here, where he both complains about the FDA and makes some dubious claims about DNA. Over the years, many people have confused this kind of technology, as an aside, subtle field technology, with medical devices that work on the physical body. Because of this, the Food and Drug Administration, FDA, has been very hard on this area of research. The SE5-1000 does not work on the physical level in any way, shape, or form. It functions more like an architect that has control over the building process, but never drives a nail. We know that the information embedded in the DNA regulates and controls the growth of our entire body, 
If the information is disrupted or becomes corrupted, there will be problems in the physical body. But the information itself is not physical. Some believe that this information resides not in the DNA itself, but in another dimension. To which I'd like to say, the information in DNA is physical. There are... There, there, there are four ba- so-called bases in DNA, and it's the sequence of bases that is the information. It's, it is physical. He's, he's just wrong. Well, I don't know. I disagree with you about that. But I disagree with Don as well. <laughs> so the information isn't physical, but it's embedded in a physical substrate. Mm. So like when we, so, re-encode, but- when we re-encode it on a computer and we have it represented as like ATGC... It's still the same information, mm. but it's completely different. Like it's a symbol A, but it's also in, it's like literally on a piece of silicon in like some electron configuration on the silicon, or it's in the DNA, the literal chemicals. But yes, I think y- your broader point is conceded. I think what he's done is he's taken this idea of non-physicality of information and he's mm. like bastardized it in a convenient way to say like. Yeah, it's not merely that it's not physical, but it's actually in this other dimension and I can interact with that other dimension. <laughs> That's the argument that he's setting up. Yeah, fair enough. And the, the only reason why I, I, I bring that up, Jack, is because is one, because it's it, it has to do with David Deutsch's philosophy and I really like it. <laughs> but but <laughs> but two because because he he like that's another point to Levi <laughs> me sniping this guy is is that he he plays a game and other people play this game where he like borrows things that are like true to a reasonable extent and then twists it gives it a little a little cheeky like a little cheeky something extra <laughs> you know so he is probably like not too bad up until that last sentence mm. that last sentence where it, 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 it resides in another mystical dimension that's only accessible via the se5 yes that's exactly right that's where at least that's where i would disagree with him obviously <laughs> mm. <laughs> so we should probably actually say what SE5 stands for. It's Subtle Energy Fifth Model. He, he waits what quite a while, to, actually, before telling you SE1, SE2, SE3, and SE4 have, like, what happened there. Uh, yeah, and you also wonder why the next model is not the SE6. Instead, it's the Subtle Energy Fifth Model 1000, and then the Subtle Energy Fifth Model 2000. Uh, well, he published it originally... No, no, no. He, he originally published this in 93. Now, Jack... What year was Terminator 2 Judgment Day released? <laughs> Let's consult the internet because I, I do not know off the top of my head. Terminator 2. It was... 1991. Now, it, that was the T-800 Cyberdyne Systems Model 101 versus the t was it the T two thousand and or the T one thousand? Was the liquid let's, let's was the liquid Terminator? Yeah, say about that. T one thousand. Okay, so Arnie was the T eight hundred, and the that liquid the, the liquid metal one was the T one thousand. Yeah. <laughs> so, so do you think he's using he's using he's using Terminator naming conventions? Is that what you're saying? 
I mean, it's just very convenient, don't you think? Uh, I mean, it's just Termi- extremely convenient. Terminator Two is a really good movie, and if you're going to pick a naming convention, basing it on a really good movie is, I think, an acceptable way to do that. <laughs> the T one thousand is seen in nineteen ninety one. And is this huge part of sci-fi, and then he just happens to name his SE5. Don Barris PhD <laughs> really enjoyed Terminator 2. <laughs> he's really into he's like, that is some futuristic shit. <laughs> now, what is the classic quote? I am a Cyberdyne Systems model T eight hundred. He's 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 just loving it. He's going, Yeah, that sounds futuristic. <laughs> What number of Terminator movie are we up to now? Do you reckon for the next Terminator movie, it's going to be, it's going to be, there's a bright light, the wind whips up, and then suddenly Don Paris PhD is standing there totally naked, butt naked, holding an SE5 fucking... 50,000 or like something like that. Like one of those balls of like energy around him and he's like <laughs> in the middle of the desert <laughs> and the, and like the, <laughs> the sand has been been turned into glass all around him because of the heat from the energy and yeah, he just yeah, stands yeah. up glistening, naked, shredded body. <laughs> Don Paris, PhD, Illina, <laughs> just by, you know, like those bikey, uh, like Hanging the off Conan shoulder. the Barbarian, like women. <laughs> Hanging off him, <laughs> except this Eleanor. Yeah, it's like it's like Grigner from the Eye of Argon with whatever that that woman was that he rode off with in the end. And in in one hand he's holding the SE five two thousand, and in the of other a hand sword, he's got the SE five. And in the other hand he's got the stick, the little stick. He's got his little LED light. <laughs> and the next Terminator movie is going to be wild. There was just Don Paris PhD. <laughs> As himself, <laughs> we should we should email we should we should try and like hit up some some Netflix directors or something with, with a pitch. <laughs> <laughs> we can direct the next Terminator movie. We know just the guy to be the leading man. You're out, Arnie. We've got Don Paris PhD. We've got someone even better. Sarah Connor's going to be played by Ilana Selka. So, do you feel as though we need to kind of go through this book at some point? <laughs> no, sorry. I mean, should we go through it like, like kind of chapter by chapter-ish? Yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, mean, it's kind of it's structured. There's, there's not much of a compelling story. So, basically, at first, Al just tells Don Paris, PhD, about how good the SE5 is and demonstrates in Don's dream. And I need to emphasize... All of the demonstrations about how good the SE5 are take place within in, Don Paris within PhD's dream. dreams. Like yeah. he's he's literally asleep when these things are demonstrated to him. And then the book just turns into use cases of like, oh, how can you grow really big tomatoes using the SE5? How can you clean your carpets using the SE5? <laughs> how can you how can you turn water into vitamins or something using the SE5? So part one, which is the explanation, is pages one to ninety-seven, and then part two, which is applications, <laughs> is is pages ninety-eight to one hundred and and sixty. <laughs> yeah, I guess it will be. So we we should first go into the underlying theory underpinning the workings of the SE five. Then we maybe we can give a quick run through on how to use it because 
you know how you like you rub the you rub some plate and change numbers and when your fingers stick to the plate then something's happening we need to tell people about that so that if they have an SE5 that they want to use they can use it because if they had an SE5 they would be listening to our podcast to work out how to use the SE5 rather than looking at a PDF that they downloaded for free off the internet of regaining wholeness through the subtle dimensions, or they would on um, how to operate the SE five. They could just, or they would have bought 000. it. I mean, we yeah. we bought it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I bought this book. That's what I figured. Whoa! Sorry, my iPad, like an actual piece of technology, just did something. Uh, sorry, I'm pulling up my notes on my iPad because I, so, I actually I wrote extensive notes. For the first few pages, I I, I wrote ex- I've I've handwritten a lot of extensive notes. They're open in front of me. It's just I made them a while ago, and I've, I've forgotten so much about this book. And, uh, <laughs> and I need to, I need to not like lose my shit and just like fucking get angry at. What is a subtle energy field? So, what is it that the SE five is both detecting and able to alter? So a subtle energy field is actually a misnomer because it's actually immaterial information emitted from all creations in nature. And the, the, I think the blueprint of a subtle energy field is an intrinsic data field, an IDF, not as I kept thinking an Israeli defense force, but an intrinsic <laughs> data field. And these are found... Riding on energy, um, and they can be affected by thought, which makes replicable experiments really difficult. Don Paris PhD does point this out. So, if you're wanting experimental proof of these things, you can't have it because your thought will affect them. Which is why all of the experiments looking at these things are so variable and can't be replicated. There's there's actually a good explanatory model explaining why it is that you can't research this stuff. Unless you're Don Paris PhD, who can just dream of this information and knows it. <laughs> I've, I've got a quote about, about IDFs. So, there have been many names for these fields, but we refer to them as intrinsic data fields or sometimes subtle information fields. They are so subtle that experiments involving IDFs can be affected by thought. This is one reason... That it is sometimes difficult to get 100% repeatable experiments with subtle fields or any other type of experiment, the very thoughts of the people involved can affect the experiment. Even the establishment scientists are beginning to recognise this in experiments with atomic and subatomic particles. Scientists are beginning to think that atoms have personality because sometimes they misbehave, he mused. Oh, no. The he in this situation is Al. The person that Don talks to in his dreams. Al, Al's a I chuckled under character. my breath as I thought <laughs> about the atoms talking to one another, planning tricks to play on the scientist. So yeah, he has a good it, it's, to it's him. It's him hiding in the the unintuitiveness of quantum field theory, Al's and then just too. pulling out of it. Oh, atoms have personalities. And by the way, you can't experimentally disprove any of the claims that this man in my dream is making to me because <laughs> your thoughts are, effect- are affecting your experience. That will affect it and it will bias. So I just realized that Al is a Mary Sue. 
Al, Al, well, I mean, we know that Al is a self-insert because he's a figment of Don Paris' PhD's imagination. He, he is literally he is a piece. He, he is, is Don, Don Paris' PhD. It's, it's Don talking, talking to, himself. to himself in his dream. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even a Mary Sue. It's, he's, it is he's just Don. Just Don. <laughs> but if you take Jack's counter hypothesis, which is that... Um, Don Paris PhD HC Don believes this believes that this is not him but it is in fact it was communication with an interdimensional traveler who could commune with you through your dreams then in fact Don does not think that he is talking to himself but he is actually just recounting yeah, yeah. Well, the perspective he would say of, that of somebody else Here we go Al's full name is Alpha X <laughs> This so one hundred percent. Alpha X is he's well. He's an autonomous entity communicating with Don in Don's dream. I still maintain. I I really think Don Paris PhD thinks that Alpha X is an autonomous entity because I'm not quite as credulous as Don. I think he's just a figment of Don's imagination, but. I still think Don, to a large extent, believes his own, his own hype. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to not bark on and on about Karl Popper and David Deutsch. I'll just mention one small thing, which is a nice heuristic from the beginning of Infinity. A very good book. One of my favorite books. In which David Deutsch gives a very nutshell... I guess, rule of thumb for understanding whether or not something is a good explanation or a bad explanation. And the criterion is how easily varied the explanation is. And a and bad explanation... that just can't be varied, is, his explanation. ...is easily varied because the details of the explanation do not actually have a close <laughs> correspondence with the phenomena they purport to explain. Whereas a good explanation is hard to vary because if any one of the details of the explanation were incorrect, then the entire explanation would fail and be able to be dismissed. It would break. So how closely an explanation actually corresponds to the thing it's trying to explain is, is the litmus test. How easily can you vary it? And basically, this entire, this entire, <laughs> the entire philosophical structure <laughs> of, the, of Don Paris's whole argument is, is, yes, this cannot be verified because your thoughts as the experimenter will interfere with the experiment that's happening and, and mess with the, the atoms themselves. <laughs> and every single thing is... So easily varied. <laughs> it's just, just you actually just can't know anything. Then <laughs> if, if, he just undermined your ability to verify anything experimentally. <laughs> so we have no access to knowledge apart from what Don Paris yeah, PhD Don, tells us. No, no, apart from Don, what Don, Don Paris, Paris PhD is relaying to us on behalf of Alpha X. He, Don Paris PhD in a few pages just burned down epistemology and replaced it with his dream. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so the SC5-1000 can tune into these subtle energy fields, irrespective of distance, actually. Now, what is a subtle energy field? 
Well, they're 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 the same as intrinsic data fields, <laughs> and they're these things that, um, that <laughs> that are vibrations, right? They're vibrations. They're vi- and what is vibrating? Like, as far as I'm aware, emitted, they're, they're, they're like- emitted. No, so so these are subtle energy fields that are emitted from life fields and their vibrations and Jack, Jack, their information as well. What is vibrating? Don't you see? It's so clear. It's so obvious. Like, vibration isn't... Vibrations, vibrations don't exist from fields autonomously. And the, the, and the fields are vibrations. Don't you see? What is, I don't know how what is vibrating? I what is vibrating? <laughs> That's, this is why I, I said at the start of the episode, even though I've read a whole book on the SE5, I still don't know what it's measuring because... What is vibrating? He just doesn't tell vibrating? you. <laughs> Something needs to be vibrating. He won't say no, what. It's just a. There's, there's just like there's a thing it's that is vibration. vibration. Vibration is an autonomous entity in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> so it's now that we know what the SE five. It's is not measuring. a verb. It's a noun. <laughs> What Did you take your vibration for a walk this morning? Intrinsic data fields are. They're just things that are emitted by other things that, <laughs> that are vibrations. Um, the SE5 can detect these and it can change them. And oh, this is a really good bit. In his dream, Alpha X just starts reading him the SE5 instruction manual <laughs> on how to use the SE5. <laughs> Fucking space, man! Oh, and he starts talking about that um that emission photography. Al starts doing that. You know, it's it's at all Crystal People conferences. They what's it called? It starts with K. It's some sort of it's like Curlian photography or something like that. That. That photography where you take a photo of someone and it looks like they've got an aura and they say it. I can't even. Whatever. It doesn't matter. He starts talking about. Al Al starts showing him how to use the SE5. So, okay. The SE5. So, the bits of the SE5 that are really important are the, the stick plate or something. Yeah, the stick plate. And the tuning. I think there's a tuning knob or something. Basically, you you put your fingers on the stick plate and start rubbing them in a circle, and then you start changing the tuning number. And I don't know what the tuning number is actually measuring. So it talks about an amplitude knob. So measuring some sort of vibration, I'm assuming if he's talking about amplitude and he loves vibrations... Still don't know what the vi- what's vibrating, but that's not so important. <laughs> what and is vibrating? you start changing the amplitude of something. And when the amplitude is right, then your fingers suddenly stick to the stick plate. Right? I mean, it's, it's, so that's pretty clear. That's how you use it. <laughs> Al, Al explains, actually, the, the mechanism underpinning the functionality of the stick plate. And he's explaining this to John. So in in the dream at some woo-woo conference, 
Alpha X is addressing a crowd of people, and Don Paris PhD is part of that crowd. And Al will do things like heal Don's back pain. And now Al's picked out some guy called John and is telling John about the SE5. Can I interrupt um, momentarily? Yeah. Okay. John either is or is not an autonomous person. As in either John is a figment of Don's imagination <laughs> and Don knows this, but for some reason Al... I don't know if Al's down with this. He was just interacting with a different part of Don's psychology or something. Or John is, in fact, an autonomous person with whom Don is sharing this dreamscape. Now, mm. I would argue mm. that Don thinks it is the latter, that John is, in fact, an autonomous person they're sharing. And I present to you evidence, point. And I quote, uh, the first time I heard about the possibility to be conscious while dreaming and be able to have some degree of control over my dream, I became very excited. My imagination reeled with the possibility of all, things, all the things I could do. Speaking of, of course, lucid dreaming. Learning to fly was top of my list. This proved to be quite challenging and sometimes I had more success than others. Then, and this is the important part of the quote, then I practiced meeting with friends in my dream and talking to them the next day to see if they could remember me in their dream. Surprisingly, many times they had a very similar dream with me in it. Just like Alona in Wisdom of the Dolphins, Don is saying mm. that people can communicate with each other during their sleep by actually sh like sharing uh, a common dream. So... Don believes there is some bloke out there named John, John. who can corroborate this story. They're, yeah, they're, they're, probably. They're, we should, we should try to track down to the John. Future, sim, future technology symposium with, with Alpha X. In, in, in Don's dream. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you, John? <laughs> We should try to track John down because that would be good evidence. I, I would like to speak to you, John. <laughs> I would like to. I would like to quote though how this stick plate works. In other words, there is a force that develops between the molecular composition of the plate and the molecular composition of the fingers, and produces a different kind of feeling. For some people, it feels like first rubbing velvet and then concrete. There is also a neuromuscular response that causes the muscles to tighten up to cause the stick. So there you go. So we've got we've got a watertight causative mechanism. What do you think is happening? How your fingers stick to the stick plate when the amplitude knob is measuring the correct amplitude. What do you think is happening? Well, obviously there's a force developing between the molecular composition <laughs> of the plate and the molecular composition of the fingers rubbing the plate. Is it is it is it tuning into your aura? Is that how it's changing the molecular compositions? Well, no. The the, the force develops between the molecular <laughs> composition of the plate and that of the fingers rubbing it. I mean, he's he spelled it out right here, Lever. I think you're being you're being intentionally difficult. It's there is a force that develops between the molecular <laughs> composition of the plate. And the molecular composition of the fingers. <laughs> right, I'm I'm not entirely sure. I, could you could you just explain? Okay, so <laughs> there's a force, and it develops. <laughs> 
It's just this this book is is so profoundly vague. <laughs> you read through all of it and you actually don't feel like you know any more than you did at the start. And somehow know less about the SE5 for having read this book <laughs> than I did beforehand. Oh, <laughs> uh, and actually he then, he he uses as evidence how people in his dream react to the SE5 that he is dreaming <laughs> to to justify that the SE5 works. So Al balances John's IDFs using the SE5. Okay? So Al's addressing the crowd with John next to him. So Al says, as you can see, this is a very extensive program, and we will give you a very detailed overview of the IV- IDF pattern, Al said. We won't have time to go through an entire analysis, but let's see how John is feeling. John piped right in. I feel great. It wasn't even necessary for him to say anything at all, as it was obvious to everyone, again, I need to state, everyone that Don is dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> As it was obvious to everyone that he was indeed feeling great. His eyes were shining and his face smiled easily. Al grinned knowingly. So there you have it. There's evidence that the SE5 works well because everyone everyone that Don Paris PhD was dreaming saw the man that Don Paris PhD dreamed had his IDFs balanced by the SE5-1000 in Don's dream, and he looked great. That that was one of my favourite parts of the entire book. <laughs> <laughs> so you might be wondering, what are they balancing? And I... I IDFs. IDFs and subtle... There is one quote where he gives a little... <laughs> Does he give a bit more information as to what an IDF is? It is a pure field of information that is emitted from all creations in nature and all parts of those creations down to the very atoms that make up everything. And I just have in my notes, mitichlorians. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the force. (laughs) A pure field of information. So, yeah. The, the, um... the, then the other thing is that you'll see these types, the crystal people and the yoga people, they always talk about balancing things. Yeah. Have you, have you seen that? You, you've done a bit of yoga, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's like, it's great exercise. Like, it feels great. <clears throat> and it's important to keep up, you know, stretch and mobility and all that sort of stuff. Um, but if you stick around or you explore long, eventually, like, it's 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 just like a one hundred percent certainty that you'll get some like ridiculous claims being made about like chakras and shit. And at all times, these people talk about balance and harmony, and how everything is out of balance and they need to be rebalanced, and that their method, for whatever reason, can rebalance these things between you know, feminine and masculine or 
light and dark or hot and cold or whatever. Um, but I've never seen them give me like a set point. Like, what is the fulcrum <laughs> upon where which the we balance are? is? Where where is the balance? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all I want. What is what's, what is the, what's balance? the reference range? <laughs> And and so too with the SE five. They're balancing something. It's definitely vibrating. And there's definitely information fields being irradiated. But we don't know the amplitude of the thing that we don't know is vibrating. We don't know what the correct amplitude is. <laughs> it's like presumably this is a system in dynamic equilibrium, which means that you've got mm. an oscillating quantity around some set point. He never explains what is that set point and what, why does the amplitude go above or below that set point and how is it that the SE5 is bringing it back to that set point. But I'm thinking too much. Well, the SE5 balances it, as we it, know. It balances it. That's how it brings it back to the set point because it just it balances it. I think you could probably sum up this entire book by saying it just does. It just That's does. That's kind of the extent. It just does. <laughs> In chapter four, he goes into some pretty intense woo-woo principles and theory of subtle fields. He's got this weird thing about scalar versus scalars versus vectors that I didn't really understand what he was trying That's to That's because you're a little at. monkey brain, Jack. Yeah, well, I, well, I assume that much. You don't know the difference much. between a, a scalar and a vibration. What are you? Like an Western-educated simpleton. Yeah, you see, I, I think this is the problem. I know what scalars and vectors are outside of Don Paris' PhD's dreams, but within the context of his dreams, I've... I, I started getting confused by my pre-existing notions of what these things do. I'll read a quote and you can try to interpret it because... <laughs> I'm, I'm not feeling very charitable form, today. <laughs> information gives something meaning, Al answered. Let's pretend that we have a point out in space. He flicked his remote control and a small light hovered in front of us. This point in our example does not have any information or what we call an intrinsic data field surrounding it. But now, let's give this point a number, the number three, figure 4.2. And I just want to, figure 4.2 is just a picture of a dot with three written next to it. In case it was, just, it was too hard to visualize. Now this, now this point has some meaning. Not very much, but it does have some. For example... We know that this point is not two and not four, or anything other than what it is. Three. Three of what? I don't know. It's just three. <laughs> it's just In three. In mathematics, it is called a scalar. Remember this, as we will use it later. The scalar is a designation of this point in space. Al continued, Now let's look at the IDFs of a person like myself. I have blue eyes, love to play music, make miracles happen with my SE5-1000. I'm male. Have a history of many experiences. I have a body and emotions, and the list goes on almost endlessly. Quite a difference from our three point in space. 
In the case of a person, we have very many and very complex IDFs. So has that clarified to you what an IDF is? Uh, yes. <laughs> Exceedingly clear. It is a number in but space. But it can also be that Al... <laughs> Loves making miracles happen with his SE5. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I I don't even know what to say about this. It's just such a bizarre like <laughs> explanation of the world. It's just like shortly after this point in this <laughs> chapter. He starts talking about Maxwell's equation, and I'm. Pretty, I, I mean, Maxwell's equations are a series of equations which describe electromagnetism. I don't know what Maxwell's like the one equation Maxwell's was, formula, but he calls it. Did you know that? Um, but we have this, this thing called. This, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. We have this, like, I don't know what it was like in 1993, but I can only assume that the internet was not popping off like it is today. Um, in, f in fact, I'm pretty, pretty fucking certain it wasn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so maybe people's fact-checking abilities weren't quite as powerful, but I just went and I was like, I'm pretty sure. So he gives Maxwell's formula, V1 equals AI plus BJ plus CK, where... I, J, and K are the three dimensions in space, and A, B, and C are constants. Um, and then he proceeds to draw a two-dimensional sine wave for some reason. One of the dimensions <laughs> it's is, scientific. is missing. We all know that scientists love sine waves. It's, it's a two-dimensional sine wave with one of the axes missing, so it's only the x-axis. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's, it's just meaningless. <laughs> it's just not saying anything. <laughs> if you don't have your axes, a sine wave without axes, it's just a squiggle. So he, he's disregarded one of the dimensions, and the other just one he's just, he's just left off the... Left off the diagram. <laughs> <laughs> Notwithstanding his poor diagramming skills. <laughs> I actually looked up Maxwell's equations because I'm like, that doesn't look like it has anything. Like, okay, again, didn't study physics. But <laughs> I looked at that and I was just like, okay, but Maxwell was uh, studying electromagnetism, right? <laughs> There's, that's the other thing. There's no units. If let me go over that equation again. V one equals AI plus no BJ units. plus CK. This is a physics equation. There are no units. <laughs> is this? This is a fairly common theme with him, though. Is he seems to think it was like with his scalar point that he gave the information three. Well, three, <laughs> three what? It's just fucking it's, three, man. Three. You need to actually. You need, you need to say what you are describing. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, this doesn't mean anything. So, it's like, IDFs he, are vibrations. Vibrations of what? They are vibrations. If you don't specify, then it's, it is just meaningless. <laughs> there is information. It, 
well, what's it embedded in? It, it's not embodied in anything. It's just it's just in pure, a field. They say he says it, pure in a field of what? It is in a field. It is in a field. It's pure information. Pure information, not <laughs> sullied by the vagaries of physical reality. Like the information doesn't need to be. See, this is this is why I uh, I brought that stuff up before about um <clears throat> about like the uh, reality of non physical entities such as like mathematical numbers and information not being physical because it is interesting mm. that information needs to be embodied in a physical substrate because that is what imposes um like the communication speed limits like like light. So you can only ever send information at the speed of light, uh, up to the speed of light, um, because like the information has to be embedded in a physical substrate. Um, so uh, he he he's a uh, he leaves enough vagaries and like kind of d destroys the meaning of these ideas by saying things like pure information. By saying pure information, what he's saying is no, we can have the non-physical thing without it being embedded in some physical substrate like DNA or light or electrons in a wire. And then once he dis dissociates the non-physical aspect from the physical aspect, he can now break the laws of physics because it's not embedded in a physical substrate. It can now <laughs> he can travel do instantaneously. He, he can do whatever he wants. Anyways, back to Maxwell's formula. So... Now, he does this uh, really good thing with Maxwell's formula where I think he just adds another term. He adds in a scalar term. For, for and then no says, reason. <laughs> yeah. And he just says, okay, well, now I've added in this scalar term, which the US government is suppressing. Otherwise, we would all know about this extra term. Again, which is he doesn't w. offer any units for this scalar term or say what it's representing. But he, he does say... I, I, he I feel claims... like I shouldn't have to say this, but... Like with with a physics equation, the terms in the equation are representing so, some sort of physical reality. They are not, like the the equation is not this autonomous entity. It is describing the world in some way. And Don Paris PhD doesn't seem to quite appreciate that. It's supposed to have a correspondence. It's 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 a description or a correspondence to the world, and if you just add stuff in, you need to actually say what it is. Yes, exactly. Like equations are meaningless without like an accompanying explanation, and so, so he, in this one, he just adds in this this scalar term and then says, "Okay, so whenever you add together waves, instead, <laughs> I'll try my best to make this somewhat coherent." So you've got this thing called wave interference where. If you add together two <laughs> waves in an, like in the same you're medium, actually, the same thing is vibrating. If they are perfectly out of phase, then they will cancel out and you won't get vibration. And the amplitude. So say noise-cancelling headphones operate on this principle, how you've got, you've got a microphone that is measuring the sound around the headphones and then it plays a sound wave out of, like, perfectly out of phase with the noise outside and that cancels out that you have interference of the sound waves so you don't hear or hear much less of what's happening outside of the headphones yeah and what don paris phd is saying is he's decided that with maxwell's equation that we can't find anywhere levi and i 
when we're trying to research for this episode, we couldn't find this equation. This random equation with no with no with no units. <laughs> that doesn't just that doesn't modified. refer to anything so in electromagnetic. He's, he's just stuck a theory. scalar term onto it. So now whenever you have wave whenever you have waves interfering with each other, according to his unitless equation, these scalar terms are just going to add up. And he says that this represents gravity increasing. So he's just brought brought gravity into it. So you can spontaneously create and, gravity without having a mass. And he's he hasn't actually specified what units the the scalar. So if it is adding in gravity, I'm assuming the scalar term represents gravity in some way, but he hasn't specified the units. So I can I can I raise your attention to one important point, Jack? I, just, I, I do not understand. <laughs> I, just, so, I have no idea what he's trying to say. All says, I know is that the U.S. government has suppressed, suppressed this term. So, so in the original, so he has V one and V two. So V one is AI plus BJ plus CK, and V two is minus AI minus BJ minus CK. So V one plus V two equals zero. Right? Terms cancel out. Right. So that's yeah, all yeah, well yeah. and good. Fine. Whatever. But, Jack, did you notice he then goes on to Q1 and Q2, which is the modified version of Maxwell's formula with this W, this scalar added in. So Q1 is W plus AI plus BJ plus CK. Now, here's the trick. <laughs> you know how, like, in year 12... If you're kind of wrong a little bit about the math, like on a math exam, you might just try to just tweak it a little bit. <laughs> just come on, come on, <laughs> come on. Wait, did he? Did he get? Did he just get the equation wrong? Look at look at Q two, and see. I don't have it in front of me. But... Okay, so I'll just repeat: Q one is equal W plus AI plus BJ plus CK, and Q two equals W. Minus AI minus BJ minus CK. Therefore, Q1 plus Q2 equals 2W. Did you notice, listeners? Wait, did, he just, did he just get his made-up maths wrong? <laughs> he, for some reason, for some... <laughs> did he, for just, some, make, un- did he un- just make up equations and then get them, <laughs> get them wrong? <laughs> did he just- <laughs> he just he just he just made something just up and then it fucked it. <laughs> even even within his made up system of <laughs> equations that he's just tweaking for no apparent reason with no <laughs> units and no reference and to no the exterior world. <laughs> even even take even if you just take his system as is without reference to the world. <laughs> he still fucked it up. <laughs> he, he conveniently was able to not minus the W from Q2 so that he had this extra term left over <laughs> when he added the two, uh, two formulas together. <laughs> and therefore, that this, is how... This is what... This is what being a quantum shaman lets you do. <laughs> so, and then he goes on to say, so the young professor, John or whoever asks, is asking out. So when these two waves, oh, Q1 that's and right. Q2. Yeah, he's got a professor in the crowd to make it 
So some someone who's scientifically trained in his dream crowd to give it more, to give it greater intellectual heft. Now shout out to Ilona Selke because this is this is a play this is a play out of Ilona's book. Do you remember when she used to say when she used to say as if we fucking like knew her or something? <laughs> when she said in the yeah, book when we met when we met in our dreams that she would say like oh yeah even a scientist would come to our retreat and participate in the beating the bongos, whatever the fuck they did. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And then even the scientists started to believe me. They have this, like, kind of weird perverted relationship with scientists where they really dislike them, except they know that there's social authority. Which they seem to feel as well. Or epistemic authority associated with science. And so they want to, like, hijack that authority so they invoke scientists in their story to authorize what they're saying except in this case <laughs> don paris phd made this guy up this it's, guy it's is a dream i keep scientist. harping on i keep harping on about this except the entire book takes place within don's dream <laughs> this guy is not real <laughs> He's, he's a fan of Don Paris PhD. He's, he's making an argument from authority based on a scientist in his, in his dream arguing, <laughs> questioning Alpha X, the interdimensional future technologist. <laughs> After he just fudged his own equation. <laughs> <laughs> so I just found a really good. Um, wait, wait, wait. Let quote me finish that. Where... Quote. Let me finish. Let me finish the quote. No, no, go, go ahead. Go so ahead. So then, then our Alpha X replies, "Exactly, Professor. Now, with small waves, this is not very much. But let's imagine that we made big waves with some mighty Tesla coils and forced <laughs> them against <laughs> each other until they cancelled out electromagnetically." Could we actually create <laughs> gravitational changes? I have friends who have done precisely that. Not only have they been able to increase gravity, but also decrease gravity as well. There you fucking have it. We've got we've got we've got gravity tech. <laughs> we've got, we're not working with with small waves anymore. Dom Paris PhD and Alpha X have pulled out the big guns. We're working with big waves now. Fuck. What That's was your how quote? You know that they're serious. Sorry? What was your quote? So my, my quote is about how Alpha X in Don's dream knows so much about future physics. So they're all saying, okay, this extra magic term in Maxwell's equation. W. Yeah, W. The, <laughs> the unitless W. <laughs> the unitless. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't obey that doesn't obey the same laws as all the of the other wants. terms in his mathematical system. Not only does it operate according to a different physics, but a different mathematics as well. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's a unitary <laughs> mathematical system that can be brought in ad hoc into the rest of arithmetic. <laughs> but it turns out that Alpha X knows these things because he travelled forward in time. He says. <laughs> But at forward this point, we will to, have to leave behind the where? world of Newtonian physics. We will travel forward in time when the wrinkles of quantum physics have been ironed out. It is now taken for granted that we enter consciousness into the equations. So Alpha X has just said to Don, okay, well, I've gone to the future and I've seen that physicists now enter consciousness into the equations and so they'll do whatever I want. 
So I think that's where the magic W comes from that doesn't seem to behave according to just given our smooth brain notions of <laughs> maths and You've physics just given a coherent and explanation. Rep- representing reality. No, it's it's a future physics that we don't get that just <laughs> just of, does whatever it wants. You can just do whatever you want if you can just bring quote unquote consciousness into the equations of physics. <laughs> if you do that, then yes, you can do whatever the fuck you want to physics. <laughs> yeah, he then has a I mean this this is just this is so nitpicky, especially given that everything we have everything we've already said, but He's, he and Ilona Selka both really don't like Newtonian physics. They both constantly complain about how the Newtonian universe is, is wrong and a dumb idea. And yeah, it's not a perfect description of reality. We have better descriptions of physics at the moment. I would say Isaac Newton did a pretty good job. Pretty important guy. Given... Yeah, an important guy. Definitely given the information too much. he was working with, he's not the intellectual juggernaut that Don Paris PhD <laughs> is, but Isaac Newton was okay. <laughs> but he starts talking about the Newtonian atom as if Newton came up with atoms. And it seems that Niels Bohr's concept of an atom, as it's, it, you still see it all over the place, this how you've got like the nucleus in the middle and electrons are spinning around um like orbiting the center of the atom instead of the more modern conception where the electrons around the nucleus are more seen as a probability or just a field of probabilities but he seems to ascribe Bohr's concept of an atom to Newton which is historically Difficult to do. That sounds like something given, that's being suppressed by the US government. I think the US government has something to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found something else that the SE5 does. It So, this is a quote. It moves possibilities into probabilities. So, that's another... That's, some, that's how the SE5 works. There you go. There and the go. young professor in the crowd actually agrees agrees with Al when Al says this. <laughs> so, okay, so I quote, The SE5-1000 could really be called a probability organiser. It moves possibilities into probabilities. It makes it more likely for something to happen. This is why it is a little offbeat as a science. Sometimes it takes a quantum physicist to fully appreciate the impact of this statement. I glanced over at our young professor, who looked to be all of about 20, and noticed that Al's words were singing to him in perfect harmony. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, d- <laughs> I just yep, don't know what he's saying. That this is true. Uh, a quantum physicist, a child prodigy, probably graduated from <laughs> Harvard at 16. A 20-year-old quantum physicist. Was a post fellow by 18 in quantum physics. And a quantum shaman in Don Paris PhD's dream was, 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 was glowing with affirmatory pride because the explanation given was so profoundly harmonious with this physicist worldview. And I, this, so this is relevant because, okay, the SE5 can make certain things more likely to happen 
I mean, I mean, I guess in some way you could say, okay, I have a glass Can next to me on the table. If I knock the glass off the table, I make it more likely to break on the floor. That's saying that you can make certain things more more likely to happen is not actually that profound. But putting that aside, if you buy the SE five, it will be much more likely that you'll be get fuck, getting fucked by Don Parrott. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that will increase your probability to one hundred percent. So he's got he's got using quantum physics. He he'll he tells you the just the ramifications of the SE5 1000's probability organization capacities. Remember our point in space. Then we gave it a meaning, the number 3. By doing something as simple <laughs> as giving a point meaning, we have begun to create a universe. Stay with me, and I will show you how everything that exists is set in motion by a very simple act. The point in space can be equated to what is called, in quantum physics, a virtual particle. Virtual particles can be imagined as particles that manifest and unmanifest themselves so quickly that they are considered to be virtually here. Almost here, but not quite. You have probably heard that everything is possible. This is the aspect of physics that validates that truism. The virtual particles represent all possibilities at once. So, you've got virtual particles that can be anything, and the SE5-1000 can make them more likely to be something. Uh, and that's, that's, that's really, that's pretty special. I am completely <laughs> fucking confused at this point. <laughs> can you get it? Can, can you help me out here? I, I, just, I, still, I feel like I know less about what the SE5 does the more I try to understand it. I, I, I just, I'm just completely fucked at this point. <laughs> what about... So he starts... To, us talking about holograms, scalars, and vectors. So he explains that a scalar is a single point, not in 3D space, but you, you make it into a 3D, you put it into 3D space by making it into a vector by assigning it two values, to which, I mean, if it's got two values though, then isn't it two-dimensional? I suppose so. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, but, but then... You can combine these vectors to make atoms that have an electric field. So when you make vectors, when you put vectors together, and all, all of his vectors are two-dimensional vectors, they get an electric field when you add them together, and that makes atoms, and these form molecules and societies and the universe which is a circle. Um, and, uh, and uh, <laughs> he seems to think that say, mathematical concepts like scalars and vectors are in themselves, without reference to anything else, are, I, I, no, I actually, I just, I don't understand. What I don't understand what he's, what he's trying, trying to say. say. Like, I th okay, here's my here's a, here's a guess. Okay, what about this, Jack? I think what okay. he's trying to say is 
that you can create realities by putting numbers in in places and because like physical reality in physical in physical reality we can assign quantities to different aspects of like physical mm. objects when we do that without reference to physical objects we just like compose systems of numbers and associate them in some way that that is in effect creating like a universe or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. Or something. I'm, I'm really trying here, Jack. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really reaching, trying. but I... <laughs> I'm trying to be generous. <laughs> so he then starts. He he offers a an explanation as to why. The SE5. No, no, wait, stop. Sorry, can sorry no, I will back up what I said. I will back up what I said. Sorry, excuse me. So he does say, yeah. Next, the thing becomes a scale. Did you read this already? I, I don't know, the scalar by giving definition to the virtual particles and causing some and not others to manifest. Who gives definitions to these virtual particles? That is a bit beyond the scope of this writing. That's the part where he, he had a Freudian slip and he, and he shot himself in the foot. That is because this is our talking. That is beyond the scope of this writing. But I would call it consciousness, universal intelligence, or God. That part of yourself, which is the I am before and after and death. Um, we can assume that this consciousness is aware and gives life, gives meaning to life. So what he's saying is that literally by giving, he says, by giving definition to virtual particles and causing some and not others to manifest. That like saying that this point three and this point five and joining them by a line that is actually causing some particle somewhere in in the universe to actually become some virtual particles to manifest and others not to. I think that is literally what he's saying. I thought I thought what he was saying was that you just you can just take a point, not a point anywhere, but just a point without reference to anything, and just say, oh now it is three without saying what is the three describing. You don't have to do any of that. Well, he says it's a virtual and particle. And in, in doing so, you make it into a virtual particle by assigning it three. That's when it becomes... Is that when it becomes a virtual particle? But in having the information three, the virtual particle can become anything, but in this case, it becomes three. But he says, who gives definition to these part virtue particles? So, like, there, there is some conscious entity giving, mm. like, so that's, a, so ascribing that consciousness meaning, comes quantitative meaning. That's where consciousness, that's where the, the, the consciousness coefficient of w. Maxwell's equation, <laughs> W, the spontaneous That can cause spontaneous <laughs> gravity to form <laughs> in the universe. I feel like we're, we, we might be spending too much time trying to understand something that is ultimately <laughs> not understandable. Can I just say, just quickly before what well, well, Maxwell, he says beforehand, as he's describing them, he's like, this is quite a complex equation. <laughs> And then it's it's it's, it's, it's got it's three terms being added together. 
<laughs> without any units. It does become complex, though, when it stops behaving according to our established mathematics. <laughs> when you have- That's quite complicated because- and- I would not be able to der- to derive it. Just randomly, just know using which my terms mathematics. You can make arbitrary exceptions to. <laughs> yeah. So in that sense, it's quite complicated because I would not be able to get the same answer that he got. And so what's what's interesting is that he's like, yes, it's very complicated, and it's too complicated. So I don't know, it's being suppressed by the government or whatever. Or I'll try and dumb it down for you, fucking dimwits, reading this book. But if you actually go to Maxwell's equations, <laughs> they're, like, they're like differential equations, which is far more complicated than, than, <laughs> than the equation that he gives. So I don't know what fucking planet this space cadet was on when he was writing this. Where's Alpha X from? And so going back to the original contention, Jack, do you, you think... So you, th- you still think... Like, can you give me the defense of Don Paris believing what he's actually written down in the Maxwell's equations part and in this in this part that we've just read about virtual particles and, and stuff? Yeah, he's a man who married Ilona Selka <laughs> and, and makes his living by, by playing the pan flutes in Tibetana fucking whatever edition is now on Spotify. <laughs> Travelling around the world talking to dolphins and speaking at radiotics conferences. I think this guy believes, if not all, then a significant portion of what he's talking about. I think the guy is just Fruit Loop. You just eviscerated my fucking argument. (laughs) You just eviscerated it in one fucking sentence. He is the man who married Ilana Selkie. He saw what she was saying and went, yep, I want to spend the rest of my life with this woman. I want to start a business with this woman and spend all my time with her. (laughs) I want to be financially exposed to (laughs) To the judgments of this person. (laughs) This person has good judgment. (laughs) (laughs) I I just got fucking wrecked. So on our tally, how about I just put W next to my name? <laughs> I just forfeit. I'm going to take a knee on that one, man. Which can take any value that I want it to take. <laughs> you can take any value. You can, you can create perpetual motion machines using spontaneously generated gravity because <laughs> Don Paris PhD HC married Ilana Selkie voluntarily. He goes on to talk about how vectors drop off or they lose information as they travel through space, but scalars and but scalars don't, and scalar in and IDFs are scalars. Therefore, IDFs don't lose information as they travel through space, which is why the SE five can read the vibrations of any IDF anywhere in the universe. True. Yeah. Yeah. He then starts talking about brainwaves. Okay, so so how about this? How about this? Your brain is also capable of making scalar fields. Each side of the brain is emitting electromagnetic <laughs> magnetic frequencies that can be measured by an EEG. 
Normally one side is stronger mm-hmm. and at a different frequency than the other side. But if you are able to get both sides of your brain to turn on with equal intensity and at the same frequency, you could do many of the same miracles as the SE5-1000. This is how some people are able to bend metal with their mind or walk on fire. Hey, yeah, so there you, go, there you go. There you go. Did you read the part about RNA and DNA? What did you think about that? That sounds about right. So <laughs> I've got that quote written down. Basically, <laughs> so RNA and... So he starts talking about how with Maxwell's correct equation... <laughs> correct made the up amount equation. Of, the amount of scalar field... Okay, so I, I'm going to... I'm probably going to get this wrong because I will be using my mathematics. Wait a second. Wait a second. I will be using No, a field is a different mathematical object. You can't. You can't. So a scalar field. (laughs) (laughs) Can you even have a field as a scalar? I'm totally totally confused. (laughs) I I don't know if that works. But anyway, these are special scalars and special fields. So, as you add together different waves, as described by Maxwell's correct equation, I assume that the, the, the value of the no, W term is going to increase line. linearly, assuming, assuming that W is above zero, otherwise it, it could decrease, but I'm... Um, I'm going to assume that this is something unspoken in Don Paris PhD's maths that W is never negative. No, so no, it's because you can decrease. Increase. You can decrease gravity as well. He said. Yeah, but but then he he later says that the scalar field will always increase as the number of of electromagnetic. So how fields do you are reduce gravity? That, so wait, because that would imply it, that would imply that W can never be negative, or or it has to be above zero. Otherwise, otherwise. Theoretically, with Don Paris PhD theoretical physics, it could stay the same. So it has to be greater than zero. So that means that W <laughs> is always positive. There's a lot to yet, this W term. And yet you can actually dec- you can use the W to decrease the gravity. But <sighs> Don's really making us think. <laughs> maybe, maybe we're the idiots in this one. I have a feeling that I'm, sh- I'm positive that we're the we're just not understanding it. Uh, <laughs> Don Paris PhD has already demonstrated that he can do maths, including fucking up adding together two of his made-up equations and getting the algebra wrong. Jesus Christ. So notice that a scalar coil looks like RNA and DNA. One theory is that the genetic coding is not actually inside the RNA or DNA, but rather these are really scalar antennas that tune to a higher dimension. For example, the Akashic records, question mark, and bring in the blueprint to build subtle and physical bodies that are perfectly suited to your karmic needs. No, no. Okay, so wait up. The scalar component was taken out of the formula and no one has really developed a reliable scalar detector that, wait, you can't detect scalar. But what? <laughs> Sca- but what's sc- a... It's... How do you detect a number? But 
Well, this is what we were saying earlier about how Don Paris PhD seems to think that you can take numbers as not representing anything, as having no reference to the universe, and you can just play with them. And that's meaningful. Because mm. numbers derive meaning, because in some way they are representing some aspect of the universe. Yes, yes, when you're not doing pure they're, mathematics they're, and you're doing like not, science, yeah, you, you hope yeah. that your they're numbers not these correspond things, in some way to the, to yeah. the physical world. They're, they're corresponding to something, but Don Paris PhD seems to just take them as things in and of themselves. You know what I was trying not to get as my representations head of something recently. Slight tangent. I was trying to get my head around. Uh, I'm going to try and get my head around it again. Um, category theory, um, because apparently it's mm. really useful for, for, for computers, uh, computer science. Um, and uh, what's really interesting is, uh, it's used also in this field of logic called intuitionist logic, um, in which. <clears throat> they don't have the law of the excluded middle. Now, <laughs> the, the, the law of the excluded middle is basically this idea that something is either itself or not itself. It can't be both itself and not itself. So you can either have like some statement A or not A. They, a and not yeah. A can't both be true simultaneously. And in intuitionist logic... Now, don't quote me on this because I don't... I am, I am a... I am a monkey chimp brain person when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> but apparently they just say, no, no, don't worry about the law of the excluded middle. Like, don't worry about that. <laughs> and, and then they just have this like this strange part of like academic logic. Like into, it's called intuitionist logic. Apparently it's really interesting, but they just have these, these weird like, no, we just do things differently. <laughs> and they just have like no concern about whether or not it's applicable to any sort of like physical stuff whereas like if you talk to a physicist they'll be like nah the law of the excluded middle is pretty pretty useful <laughs> maybe don paris phd is using a mathematics so pure that that it truly does just detach itself from reality i wonder how many mistakes i've made on this this podcast and people who actually know what i'm talking about like, just realize how much of a fucking moron I am. I'm sure I've made numerous mistakes. However, I've also reinforced, I think, every episode that I'm an idiot. I don't think anyone listens to us for, for genuine insights. Please, I, I we have listen to us because we're the on only the ones willing podcast. to read this stuff. We have a Spotify warning that says, like, do not read this. Do not listen to this if you want to become a better person. Or this is not education. This is this is two dudes making fun of Ilona Selke and Don Paris PhD. <laughs> <laughs> Can I read a quote that opens up chapter five? This is a really good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As I moved back into my dream, because Don Paris PhD woke up because someone rang him on the phone and it was the wrong number, and he he put the phone down again. As I moved back into my dream. Alad stepped back for a moment and was drinking a glass of what appeared to be water. He seemed too absorbed in thought and very focused. When he returned, he said, My assistance is needed on a nearby planet. 
there is an attempt being made by a governmental agency to restrict the freedom to buy certain foods, food supplements, and herbs. It is part of a conspiracy by the pharmaceutical companies to control these substances and reap the profits. <laughs> so, Don Perez PhD was... Oh, no, sorry. Alpha X was travelling to another universe or another planet to stop evil pharmaceutical companies from cracking down on SARMs, research chemicals, so that 16-year-olds on TikTok can get as jacked as possible in the gym. <laughs> He's defending their pharmacological freedom to get as anabolic as possible and to get shredded as fucking time for Stereosonic. Uh, is Stereosonic <laughs> even a thing anymore? Uh... For the sake of this podcast, I'm going to assume that Stereosonic does in fact exist and that there's there's still like uh Ziz's brother is still going to it. <laughs> Chest bra. Chest bra. <laughs> <laughs> so um isn't that funny how even on other planets the biotechnology industry is evil? Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's probably part of the underlying structure of the universe. <laughs> I'm sure there's some sort of scalar value. It's not as if describing the evilness of the pharmaceutical, the interplanetary pharmaceutical industry. Alpha X does not in any way resemble or reflect Don Paris's biases against subconscious mind, subconscious and biases against the pharma industry. No, <laughs> so yeah, chapter five is an interesting one. So it's basically. Don Paris PhD talking about some article from 1993 by Peter Kerner called Radionics, the Healing Method of the Future. And it's basically talking about how radionics as a field, so radionics, the etymology of the term is from radio, radiation plus ionic, the causative me mechanism underpinning homeopathy. And radionics sends information through scalar antennas. And this is being obstructed by the pharmace pharmaceutical industry in America and Germany. Because radionics researchers want to use their radionics instruments to help doctors help people. But they're being blocked. This whole chapter was just a conspiracy theory, basically. Yeah, I like it. You know what I like the most about homeopathy? It's how wonderful their uh, their overarching argument is. So their argument is, at a high level, uh, a fluid, well, water really, they always talk about water, can maintain the memory of like whatever solvent or whatever other chemical was put into it. And that as you decrease the concentration of that chemical in the water, it increases the potency of the tincture. I really mm. like that by the same argument, if you decrease the amount of evidence for homeopathy, it will increase the strength <laughs> of the potent. argument for the more potent the reason for believing <laughs> in homeopathy. Homeopathic information theory. Yeah, it's wonderful. It really, and, and I do think that on some level that is what is happening with people. Like 
if you actually talk to people about homeopathy, they double down on it. Yeah. And the more criti- critical you get of it, the more they double down on it. And that is in, yep. is in fact in keeping with the underlying logic of homeopathy. <laughs> at, at least they're consistent. I'll give them that much. Do you want to go through the historical development of radionics instruments or Not do you really. want to just skip over no, that? fuck that. Can I just say uh, one thing? He did, uh, okay, so he just at the end of chapter four, he says uh, a little recap just before we move on to, uh, this was a nice little recap because uh, the, the fucking the radionics part is just boring. Um, before we go on to the other bit where he just makes claims about everything there, see if I can do. <laughs> no, but we need to talk about Ruth Drown, though, because that's really funny. Okay, okay. We'll do this. But he says, here's the five things to remember about the SE5. Information is like power, but it cannot be measured with electromagnetic testing equipment. Two, there is not any electromagnetic signal of any kind emitting from the SE5-1000. Okay. Did you hear Wait, that, Jack? So it's... Wait, do- <laughs> so it's not even turned on. So, but what's it, what's your computer interacting with then? If it's not, it's interacting with pure information emanating from the SE five. Do you reckon it's so? Do you reckon the the software with the SE five actually is just a bunch of random number generators? And it doesn't make a difference if it's plugged in to the SE5 or not, because the SE5 is, at least he claims, well, why, it, has it comes no with it comes with a power adapter. <laughs> yeah, what's the power adapter for? <laughs> That's the non-electromagnetic power adapter. Number three, any information that is typed into the computer which doesn't have any electric electromagnetic signal coming from it <laughs> <at non-electric> all. <laughs> but any information that is typed into the computer again the keyboard it communicates with like the cpu via a long chain of electrical interactions <laughs> is instantly ta- maybe it's inst- a mechanical computer <laughs> maybe they're using re- the analytic engine really small one. <laughs> no do you have you seen have you seen charles babbage's analytic engine it's like the OG giant mechanical device. It's just a bunch of cogs and wheels for like computing polynomials. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it's maybe the SE5 is just a really small one of those. That is not using electrons. It's using some other tiny thing <laughs> that yeah, can communicate yeah. with your um, Windows Look, 95 Levi, I don't hard like drive. your tone. I don't like that sarcastic tone because uh, Don Paris PhD has said that it doesn't have any <laughs> electromagnetism in it. So but that's, that's, that's what we're sad. having to work off. So. so any information that is typed into the computer is instantaneously at the target. <laughs> instantaneously at the target. As soon as you switch it to into the balance mode, no matter what the distance is, no matter so why why the fuck are we communicating over the internet you fuck <laughs> when i'm playing csgo sometimes and i get i get a ping spike when when i'm trying to line up a mad orb headshot on ddust 2 and i fluff it only because of lag is there some way for me to get zero latency counter strike global offensive matches 
using this technology. That's precisely that's what, what I want saying. to know. That's the most important. We need to come out with an updated version of regaining wholeness through game. the subtle dimensions with an extended component all about new applications of the SE5, including to On massively online player um, first person shooter games. The the edge it could give you. Do you know how much fucking money you'd make in South Korea if you had that technology? <laughs> no, no, no. I would want an unfair advantage. I only want it for me. Now, number four, he says, your brain is also capable of emitting scalar fields for some reason and creating action at a distance. And number five, the SE5. Don't say 1, for some 000. reason. I already told you how that happens. Sorry. It's because each, <laughs> each hemisphere... <laughs> makes vibrations in something at different levels, but if you harmonize them, then you get a, a scalar field. Yes. I think. And number five, yeah, so- the SE5-1000 uses these principles to send and receive informational fields. I, it doesn't send information. It sends informational fields. Look, why not? instantaneously it's uh so there there you have it we need to talk about doubt 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 what is it (laughs) i i gotta be honest i'm gonna i'm just gonna i'm just gonna be a little bit i'm gonna call myself out here a little bit i started getting uh pretty drifty around this part of Part one. (laughs) (laughs) I started not being I just wanted to to talk about (laughs) Ruth Drown. So A lot of Chapter 5 is tracing the history of radionics research and the development of different radionics devices. One such character in this story is Ruth Drown, a chiropractor. Someone someone that Don Paris PhD presents as this, this tragic figure, a heroic figure in the field of radionics research because... She developed these incredible devices and these incredible ways of healing people, but was shot down by the pharmaceutical industry and the medical industrial complex. I did a bit of research on her, though, and she she got done for fraud. (laughs) Repeatedly. I didn't research her. God damn it. I've got to look this up now. (laughs) It's really funny. So... But so she developed radiotherapy where she was she was taking money from patients like a sample so to give her a sample of something like hair or their blood and she'd measure and balance this for a distance treatment of whatever was ailing this person then charge them for it and was use, using some sort of radionics device called the Homo Vibra Ray and she was shut down by the FDA. Jealous doctors were conspiring with the FDA because they couldn't achieve the same results with their stupid medical therapies as she could with the Homo Vibra Ray. And that, that really killed radionics research in the United States. So I did a bit of Wikipedia research on this woman. <laughs> I'd just like to read, read some excerpts. On May 23, 1963, Jackie Metcalf and State Food and Drug Inspector Concetta Jorgensen acted as undercover investigators by taking blood samples to the Drown Office on La Brea in Hollywood for analysis. 
They were charged $50 per diagnosis and were told that the process could treat any patient from anywhere in the world by tuning in with radio waves from the black boxes. Metcalf took three samples on blotting paper, claiming that they were from her children. Three days later, she received a diagnosis of chickenpox for all three children and of mumps in one as well. The blood samples were actually from a sheep, a turkey and a pig. Metcalf told the staff at the clinic that she, Metcalf, had stomach problems. She was diagnosed as aluminium poisoning of the stomach and gallbladder. She was advised to throw away all her aluminium kitchen utensils and come back for further treatment. Metcalf purchased a drowned therapeutic instrument for $588 so she could treat her family at home. So, already she was giving shady medical advice. And then... Uh, she was she was tried on federal charges of introducing a misbranded device into interstate commerce, which was described in court as perfectly useless by an expert witness, which she was fined for. She then just kept doing this and kept offering shady medical advice. And yeah, so she she was being tried for advising a a diabetic patient to reduce the amount of insulin for their diabetic son. Oh, yeah. So a patient's son was diabetic and was advised to reduce the amount of insulin their son was taking and told an epileptic man to stop taking medication for epilepsy because they would be helped with with the homo vibra ray instead. Some actor, Tyrone Power and his wife, were in a car accident in Italy in the early 1950s. So Drown attempted to heal them using one of her devices and a sample of their blood that she claimed to have in her library. And when they returned to America, she sent them a bill for treatment. So one of the major figures in Don Paris PhD's history of radionics research was just someone who was repeatedly charged with fraud. This is one of the reasons why, when I was studying human bioscience, this stuff really, really, really frustrated me, and why it still frustrates me to to this day. There's a nice quote here in the Wikipedia article from one of the trials. It says, quote, the judge said, uh, quackery can kill, and the use of fraudulent instruments such as these devices in in the courtroom is dangerous to human life now there's two ways in which this can be dangerous sorry end quote um it can be dangerous with regards to people taking things that are actually bad bad for them (laughs) directly like i don't know uh stuff about aluminium poisoning or whatever um but there's also the danger by like essentially inaction or like you 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 tried to do something which is just demonstrably useless the person who's selling it to you is basically distracting you from actually getting an effective treatment so it's dangerous in two ways in a minimum of two ways and again going back to uh dr don paris there are people who are spending five thousand six hundred US dollars on this garbage, trying to use it to like help them with actual like issues that they're having, presumably medical. 
And instead of spending that five and a half thousand dollars, like getting actual medical attention, maybe like multiple opposing opinions or like, uh, you know, alternative opinions from like actual doctors, they're going to fucking Don Paris and he's just selling them a bunch of horse shit, taking their money and then they're fucked. And his entire like ideology is based on this fucking Ruth B. Drown piece of shit and fucking Orgone Man, fucking uh, Wilhelm Reich. Like he literally references Reich. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So he like, references Orgone. No sympathy. Uh, I'm being too serious. I need to make a joke. Ha 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 ha. Um, Orgone Man. Ha ha. Big dick. Ha ha ha. Big dick. Ray gun. Ha 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 ha. Sorry. I'm sorry for being serious. <laughs> I just think these people are really despicable. Yeah, if they do stop people from seeking medical treatment, which will actually help them, then, yeah, they they are at least in part responsible for the, the negative health effects that that'll lead to. Yeah, yeah, obviously people need to take responsibility for themselves, but, you know, both parties have responsibility, including the, the supposed care provider. Eventually he gets the computers into the scene and his basic story is like computers make it even more awesome. From If you're a charlatan, however, the reason why computers are really good is because they're really hard to understand and at least in the 90s, they were extremely like cutting-edge technology and it was a place where you could hide all your woo-woo nonsense garbage and confuse people. These days, with things like freecodecamp.org, fucking you can see right through this bullshit. And a person without, (laughs) (laughs) you can just jump on YouTube and like learn Python for like a few days and you'll come across like random number generators to like, you know, play your little like text-based game that you've made to learn, learn to code. And you'll, you'll, you'll be just like, oh yeah. So it's just using random number generators (laughs) somewhere in there. (laughs) But back in the nineties, when he first published this book, it was probably like really difficult for people to get their head around. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he probably didn't have his head around it either. (laughs) I'd be very surprised if he were a a hacker in the early 90s. So, okay, on that note then, he's got software for this thing. Who wrote the software? Yeah. Did he write the software? He wrote it himself. Because if he wrote the software, then he knows that there's random number generators in there. We don't know that there are random number generators in there. Okay, so there's some mechanism in there. That okay, okay. Maybe everything he's saying is true. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that we both start laughing says what we think of that option. But let's just say there's a few mistakes. <laughs> Minor mistakes. But but the the core of it is true. Somehow that program is generating a user interface that is giving people the appearance that their energy fields are being quote unquote balanced. So there's a little like there's lots of pictures of this user interface from uh, uh, Windows XP (laughs) is the updated 2013 version is full of Windows XP screenshots. of of his of his software and that user interface like the numbers and the the graphs and stuff are being generated somehow and either they're being generated because they're actually connecting to some sort of subtle energy field or they're being generated in a dishonest way 
<laughs> to emulate <laughs> what a subtle energy field would look like, whether it's random number generators or something else. And if he wrote it himself, then he knows for a fact that his fucking thing, his software is not communicating with any device. Well, maybe he would say, okay, so you've got a random number generator, but <laughs> by interacting with the virtual particle, which will event, which, which is responsible for whichever number is pseudo-randomly generated, then the SE5 is still influencing whichever number comes out of the random number generator. Because the SE5 is, through the magic W term of Maxwell's correct equation, changing possibilities into probabilities and affecting the number that comes out of the random number generator. I think you I could like use, my theory. I like your theory. And I like your theory because I think that you could use this to break the, crypt, the, the Bitcoin network. <laughs> if, you, if this is in fact the case that the SE5 can manipulate you know exactly the outcome. What, what the hash will be. You can know ahead of time what the hash will be. And you do not need the concomitant amount of compute power to hijack the network. You don't need to actually mount a 51% hash power attack. You can actually just... Maybe that's the you real reason SE5. You just have an SE5. You have one SE5. You know what the next number is going to be. Because you're transforming possibilities into probabilities. And you can just fuck the entire network. And become a billionaire. I'll become the Bitcoin miner. <laughs> yeah, you're. It's just Jack with Only your janky me. fucking SE5. <laughs> <laughs> Best fifty six hundred dollars I've ever spent. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Actually, that's a great idea. That's a that, great idea. <laughs> that's the only use of the SE5. <laughs> it's just, just take over Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> so, how about? How about we get on to applications of the SE5-1000? I would love to get on to the applications of the SE5-1000, Jack. <laughs> have you ever noticed so, that we have extremely long conversations on this podcast? Yeah, we, we our episodes are extremely long. Do people actually listen to the entire thing? Like, how many people have I've actually no made idea. it to this point in the podcast? Hey... Shout out to anybody who's made it to this point in the podcast. If you made it to this fucking point in the podcast, go on the Discord and let us know. Give us a timestamp. We'll give you a shout out. Give us probably we'll give the like two and a half next. hour mark of next podcast. And in and just so that we can weed out the the um, the poses from the real goffs. All right. Uh, why, <laughs> why don't you Why don't you just say in in the main part of Discord? Just say um. Just say that you are a uh, a bona fide member of the Institute for Resonance Therapy in Germany, and we'll know that you've made it to this part. Yeah, of the yeah, yeah. So he starts talking about potentizing things using the SE five, and <laughs> I've just got this quote. <laughs> I just don't understand. Maybe Don Paris PhD is trying to make a racy joke, but. Like everything that Don Paris PhD says, it doesn't quite make sense. It's a Q&A part about potentization. Question. Do I need to use the potentize program to potentize? Answer. To do an actual potentizing, you, need, you do need to use the potentize program. However, you can certainly put IDFs into a material without it. 
See next experiment. The potentizing program is kind of like exciting your lover before going to bed. The results can turn out differently. I don't know what he's trying to say. Do you reckon he fucking waves the SE5 and the little stick that he get that you get with it? What's it called? The the little uh the oh, the the wand or so he sticks it up his ass before <laughs> tearing you into pieces. <laughs> That's the only way he can get hard anymore. <laughs> Rectal stimulation using the SE5. <laughs> the precision stick detector. The precision, precision stick, stick detector. Precision <laughs> targeting of. It's like a dowsing rod for the male G spot. Maybe <laughs> his prostate is just massaging his prostate with the P- PSD. His prostate's probably like raw hide after spending so much time with Goes, goes in dry. <laughs> So, I'm sure the SE5 can put IDFs into his ass so that he, like, going in dry doesn't matter. Do you think that there's the, the, there a force develops such that the molecular structure of the, of, of the, uh, of the precision stick detector interacts and changes the molecular composition of his prostate (laughs) when he's getting pegged by (laughs) Ilana. Well, so we we already know that a force develops between the stick plate and the fingers on the stick plate, making the the fingers stick to it. So I don't see why that same principle couldn't be applied to Don Paris PhD's rectal mucosa. I yeah, I reckon yeah, I think that that's consistent. And within the Paris verse. And he's got his J so there's the infrared scanning and he spelt infrared as two separate Are they two, two separate words? words? Infrared. Yeah, and he capitalizes them. But infrared's just one word. Anyways, he spelt them as two separate words. <laughs> infrared scanning probe. That definitely goes up his ass as well. <laughs> I was about okay. to say, that'd be nice and warm. But I was going to say as well, do you think he's potentizing? Maybe he's like shining the little infrared probe <laughs> at, his, at his balls, at his cock and balls. He's trying to make his, his balls like more potent before, <laughs> before going to town on Illinois. I like how we started out this podcast with the intention of giving these people a fair hearing, and now we're just <laughs> making making jokes about Don Paris PhD sticking an SE five up his ass. That's that's the intellectual tone this of this not, podcast. This this is literally not the first time we've had this conversation on this podcast, Jack. In the sacred games, no, you've, you've accused Don Paris PhD of sticking of things up, stimulating his ass. himself with the SE five in a previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this guy. Okay, he's got so you can program IDFs into things using the SE5. He's got he's got a section about how you can make your plants grow really well with the SE5. So I reckon we can kind of like Sorry <laughs> go. Question Will this solution heal my plant? Answer, no. The plant heals itself. 
the SC5-1000 only optimises the conditions for healing to take place. When in doubt, contact your licensed plant practitioner. <laughs> your licensed plant doctor. <laughs> For your for your sick succulent that you haven't you haven't taken care of and it's dying, you need to call your plant doctor. Dom Paris PhD's covering himself from any liability that might come <laughs> about damages from a dead plant. occurring to plants. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so the rest of the book, part two, applications of the SC five, take a would you say a Socratic uh approach <laughs> by that do you mean a question and answer format yes in which <laughs> socratic parisian parisian um, dialogue yeah, yeah this is neo socraticism I, I just make up words whatever i don't give a fuck uh the new the new socrates of the 21st century uh, a, a quantum shaman don paris phd <laughs> is having an anonymous dialogue with not a dream figure but a made-up reader of the book, he he knows his audience. Like you've got to give this man credit where credit is due. Like he knows the sort of people that are reading his fucking book, and he knows what sign of dumb fucking questions they're going to be asking him. <laughs> like they they're not only going to be asking him about clearing stones and jewelry, as in like getting rid of the bad woo woo from whatever or whatnot but he also knows that they're going to be finding an ideal place to live finding lost articles or even lost people you know like the the uh the uh what are they called not mystics but people who claim they can talk to ghosts and have oh, tried yeah, to help not telepaths um or so yeah yeah those people like yeah, psychics yeah. of a sort of a sort there's a particular type that claim that they can help find have helped police find dead people or missing people so the se5 obsoletes them that's a whole class of employment that has been technologized and automated by the se5 this is truly a creative destruction at its at its greatest (laughs) He, he he is absorbed like again just like the universal computer, the SE5 is just a universal woo-woo machine and all the entire <laughs> woo-woo metaverse all woo-woo has collapsed, collapsed into the SE5. <laughs> a single point, a scalar, if you will. <laughs> that is a signed meaning. Not three or five, but, but the 1,000. The SE5. 1000 <laughs> now 2000 so we do in fact have a vector if you connect the se5 1000 to the se5 2000 via an informational field <laughs> with no axes and no units <laughs> how about i i read you a quote because in the second part of the book he, he'll describe some of his experiments <laughs> this is a really good don paris phd experiment <laughs> <laughs> Another time I had transferred some vitamin IDFs into a glass of water, someone noticed that the water tasted decidedly different, almost sour, like the vitamins. I thought this would be a great opportunity for a double blind test, so I blindfolded him twice and poured a glass uh, of normal water zinger. and had him taste test each one. <laughs> After switching Paris them around Brown. several times, 
Each time he was able to pick the vitamin water. Once I got sneaky and slid a glass of normal water over to replace the vitamin water. He was testing two normal glasses of water. He was not able to distinguish between the two waters this time. There we go. What do you reckon the p-value on that baby was? One trillion. (laughs) (laughs) No possibility of it being by chance. Now, the question is, is he just trying to be funny about saying, like, I blinded him twice? Or does he literally I think, think... he was trying to be funny. I think he was... Tra- I'm pretty sure. Because... I'm if, pretty sure that was actually a joke. If that the was a joke, Paris then what's he trying is, to communicate? There's always the possibility that he actually just doesn't know what a double-blind study is. But I'm pretty sure. I'm like... 70% sure that it's a joke. It's, it's not even like Poe's law. It's not like, I can't tell the difference between like sarcasm and genuine humor or like, uh, what is it? Mm. What was the original Poe's law? It was like extreme political opinion versus Yeah, parody. you can't tell the difference between extremity and satire. And, satire. I think. and in this case, I can't tell the difference between <laughs> just complete idiocy and like, a joke, or and, he's a joke and a harmless joke because he might be being sincere <laughs> that, that he like literally <laughs> blinded double blinded the guy like put two blindfolds on him and was like this is a medical experiment yeah this could this could get published in the lancet <laughs> i mean the lancet have published some questionable studies before <laughs> did, did they did including they the put two nmr causes autism study yeah but they don't were talk they about wearing, that so much were they wearing two blindfolds jack yeah how, <laughs> that, how that many blindfolds the were the with the patients that wakefield invented how many were they wearing <laughs> when, whenever we have a chat chat with a doctor or like a medical scientist we always how many blindfolds were they wearing how many blindfolds were being worn when I, these medications I were nothing less in this stage than three trial triple blindfolded trials <laughs> At least 10 blindfolds per <laughs> patient in this study. It's just exponential amount of blindfolds. <laughs> there's, there's no upper limit to the nub, to the validity or the increasing validity of the study. As, it's just with proportional to the, to the number of blindfolds, blindfolds that you put on the participants. There's an infinity point <laughs> of believability or of reliability of results. <laughs> you just spend spend all human resources converting matter into blindfolds, <laughs> making blindfolds <laughs> asymptotically the perfect the perfect apparatus for determining. At which truth. point you bridge the the gap between ontology and epistemology, and the experiment just becomes <laughs> the you're, universe. You are describing pure being. <laughs> <laughs> What number of blindfolds do you need to to wear before you achieve perfect knowledge? What is what is the blindfold point? Maybe that is W. Maybe the W is describing the number of blindfolds <laughs> that Don Paris needs to wear while she's getting pegged by <laughs> Eleanor. <laughs> <laughs> What else? In another, in another experiment of his, he talks about how a friend of his makes wine and potentizes wine with an SE5, and those wines keep winning awards. 
because they taste so good as after they've been potentized. <laughs> Chapter fourteen. I just, I, I'm Clearing just swapping out. Business. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to be a completely childish, immature piece of shit. <laughs> but whenever he says potentize, I just think come. He's like he's potentizing <laughs> the wine. He's just coming in the wine. <laughs> How did you reach the point? <laughs> I think about one of my Don thoughts Paris's when he was talking about blindfolding a friend of his. I just, I just, my first thought actually was I would not put on a blindfold around Tom Paris PhD. <laughs> I would want to keep him firmly within my visual field at all times. Just look at a picture of him. Would you willingly blindfold yourself in front of those piercing blue eyes? <laughs> I feel like if you did that around Ilana, and maybe I don't want to visit them in Bali, because <laughs> they might, they might just molest me. <laughs> you start getting filled up by these two like middle-aged horn horn bags. <laughs> just <laughs> Ilana with her strange, strange and eyes. And he's got an unnaturally hard erection from potentization with the SE five. Prehypism from the SE5. It's a little blood vessel on his it's a dick. Side effect of, it's a side effect of continued exposure to the SE5's priapism. He didn't list any known side effects. So, what about this? Chapter 14, clearing blockages in business. You can use the SE5 just to make your business make more money. So, he says... This can be applied in many areas. For example, if your business is experiencing a low, type in something, as an aside, type in something into the, the uh, graphical user interface on your Windows XP machine. Type in something like FTHG. So FTHG is for the, for the higher good or something. Slash remove blockages from making XXXX number or dollar amount, of sales by XXXX date. This has been proven to be very effective, and I am always amazed at how close I come to the goals. Sometimes they are exceeded. One day a woman that owned a health food store used this method, and after a couple of hours, an employee came running into the back office screaming, Turn off the SE5. We have too many customers. (laughs) This happened. This is how Amazon got so big. Jeff just, Jeff he Bezos. just has warehouses full of <laughs> SE5s, SE5. potentizing the hell out of Amazon. With, with his beady little eyes, just t- twisting the SE5 knobs. <laughs> I imagine he's just he, twisting he's them alternating, as high as possible. Jeff Bezos alternating between twisting the SE5 knobs and twisting his own nipples, <laughs> licking his lips as he thinks about how much <laughs> fucking money he's going to make. <laughs> In in fishnets. <laughs> Wait, and I love this. So he's got a question about what happens if nothing seems to change after the SE5. And I notice this all the time with woo-woo people. Invariably, they will say in some way, it's your fault. So, question. What happens if nothing seems to change after balancing? And he didn't... This is, this is nitpicking. No question mark. Answer. <laughs> Usually it means that the five initial tests in the normal startup were omitted. 
It is almost always related to appropriateness. It is very useful to work through the, the psychological section of the HSDC Biofield Research Manual, as I have found for myself that my flow of business is directly linked to my psychological state. Another important area to look into, also in Section 2, is what we call control lines. A control line is a psychic form of manipulation that many people do to each other at a conscious or an unconscious level. For example, someone tells a co-worker about a great new idea that they have had, and they respond with a polite smile and say, that's great, with the tone of voice that really says, I hope you fall flat on your face. Sometimes this negative information will attach itself to one's subtle field, especially if you have resonance to this person or you feel a bit insecure, which is probably why you might tell them in the first place. These psychic energies can affect our projections and it is best to clear them as soon as possible. So basically, if your business is does not become a trillion dollar company after just maxing out the number of figures allowed in the in the user interface part of the SE5 on your computer, if you if if your SE5 potentization of your business saying that I want to make a quadrillion dollars by tomorrow doesn't work. It's because it's your fault and you're just not trying hard enough. Geez, you'd want to be fucking careful of integer overflow with this motherfucking machine, hey? <laughs> <laughs> you could just destroy your entire business in one fell swoop. <laughs> yeah, we should. you should write to Don Paris PhD and ask him what the maximum value you can put into that field is before you get problems with integer overflow. <laughs> I just want to get the maximum amount. Of <laughs> what's uh what's funny about this is like yeah, as you said if if so a corollary of what you just said about like how with these woo woo types they always manage to put the failure of their system back onto the person who's using it in this case saying like i have found my for myself that my flow of business is directly linked to my psychological state like the implication there that he's basically he, what he's basically saying is like if it's not working it's because it's your fault it's your fucking fault because you are being like you're doubting or whatever yeah. and but the corollary of that is when things are going well you can attribute that to the SE5. The SE5. Do you see what like it only the, works in one direction? It it's yeah, it's a purely well. I'm not gonna say anything about whether or not it's hard to vary. With with his claims in this book, I'm going to quote Wolfgang Pauli when he said of someone's theory, it's not even wrong. <laughs> Meaning that it didn't even reach the point at which it could be right or wrong. It's just, it just doesn't work. <laughs> SE5 theory is not even wrong. What about this bit in chapter 15? Attracting new business, advertising with the SE5 1000. This is a really good quote. Question. Can the SE5 1000 be used to manipulate people into buying things that they don't want to buy? Answer. No. Because the SE5-1000 works only with information, there isn't any power to make this happen. It simply puts the information into the field, and people who resonate to it have an opportunity to respond. I think that television and radio advertising have much more ability to manipulate and coerce people to buy things that they don't want, especially children. I highly recommend getting rid of all your TVs, as the manipulation from TV 
is affecting people at an even deeper level. The SE5-1000 only works in a lifeward spiral direction, and manipulation spins in the opposite direction. At what point did he talk about lifeward spirals? Or is he that just, just keeps throwing in, and lifeward spiral is a quote, or it's in quotation marks. He just keep he will regularly just throw in things like this that are just woo-woo buzzwords. And is this like assumed background knowledge? You know, it's like if you're going into, say, like you're starting a university degree in a STEM discipline, it's just assumed that you've done some like high school mathematics. Is there like the high school mathematics equivalent of woo-woo horseshit where like life would spiral? It's just like, yeah, sure. That's just a thing that we know about. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you just you you know your bod mass, or you know your your times tables. Yeah, exactly. It's you know what a life with spiral is. Yeah, you know what your aura is. You know what your chakra fucking deal is. Whatever. <laughs> you know how to do fire breathing. I don't know. Programming business cards and flyers with information. They you say need to know th- how to do hacky sack. I find these people always <laughs> always have a hacky sack on hand. I think that's part of it. Do you reckon Don Paris PhD is uh, good at hacky sack? I reckon he's a demon with a hacky sack. (laughs) I would be so... If I met him and he pulled out a hacky sack, I would cry. I would be so intimidated by the hacky sack skills that I'm sure he has. Magnificent. Truly magnificent. I bet he can juggle. These sort of people often know how to juggle. There was that section where he claimed that he helped find a stolen Picasso painting using the SE5, Wait, which was pretty good. What? I did not see that. Are you fucking kidding me? Wait a second. Oh, is that in the public? Yeah, like page 131. And, and finding people. He says, so stuff I'll open it up. Yeah, he found a, he found a, buildings, he helped lame. find a Picasso. Yeah, clear, page clearing odors. I've got in my notes. So, yeah, so I'm just like filling up airtime while you're, yeah. Okay, so, so let's compare. Okay. I'm going to just read this one, really. I won't read the entire thing. Uh, Okay, so chapter 18. It can be used to clear in a pollution-free way. It can remove odors from carpets and, and like, other materials. We don't need to... And I don't know... He says, like, I took a picture of the Here we go. Do you want me to... Follow the procedure... And then now all of a sudden the odor's gone. Now that's one thing that it can do. And now listen to what Jack's about to say that it can also do. So I'll I'll read a quote from chapter 12, finding lost articles or people through IDFs. This has proven to be a very effective method for many people of finding lost articles, etc. This is a fun experiment as well as useful. One day someone called me to see if I could find a Picasso painting that had been missing for many years. <laughs> the first person you called Don Paris PhD. <laughs> this guy will help. And was thought to be held by a private collector. Since I have focused on training people to use the SE5-1000, I do not work for others anymore. I referred the call to a friend and told him the story. After contacting the gallery, he received a picture of the painting and a list of over a hundred possible galleries around the world that might have, or have access to, the Picasso painting. He then put the picture into the cell and started scanning the list for the best place to begin the search. After finally narrowing it down, he called a gallery. 
They did not know where it was, but gave him the number of another gallery that might know. He called the second gallery, and the person that answered the phone did not know where the painting was, but a customer standing nearby overheard the conversation and interrupted the salesperson, saying that he knew who had the painting. Coincidence? You decide. After you have had enough successes with the use of the SE5-1000. How about that? <laughs> if that's... If that's not compelling evidence for the powers of the SE5, I don't know what is. At no point did he <laughs> say which persons and which museums and which or Picasso which painting. painting it was. He just said a Picasso. A Picasso was lost. For some reason, the person who lost it, who was a private individual, who was not... Wait, how did this person lose a Picasso painting? Well, it's like, say, if, if when you're in an Uber and your phone falls out of your pocket down the back of the seat and you get out without noticing. Yeah. I assume it's like that. You're just on the bus with your Picasso painting, you know, going, yeah. going to and the you gym just, or whatever. Yeah, and you just... And you just drop it. And you you leave, leave it under... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so it can help you remove odors from your carpets, and it can help you find unnamed Picasso paintings. <laughs> Question: Can the SE five one thousand be used to exercise evil spirits? Answer: Yes, but first you would have to believe in evil and evil spirits. If you do, the SE five one thousand could be used, but it is beyond the scope of this book to explain the procedure. Remember. Evil is live, spelled backwards, which may give you a clue. <laughs> well, there's, there's the story of one of, uh, one of Dom Paris' PhD's friends who basically sold someone, sold someone a faulty car. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in chapter 21, Improving Gas Mileage with the SE5-1000, Dom Paris' PhD says, Question. Is there anything one can do with an older engine to bring it back to life? Answer. I have a friend that had a VW bus that was using oil and the compression was very low. He used the SE5-1000 and I believe he used the tuning, expand piston rings to original size, and, it's, and the compression came up to 110 PSI on every cylinder. I don't know how long it held, as he sold it not long afterward. <laughs> So somehow, what the fuck? So somehow, <laughs> okay, so this person didn't open up the valves on his tire and inject air. He just waved, so, he just waved the SE5 at it and then sold it to someone. Now, I'm not fully up on the laws of, of, of gases and fluids, but at a high level, my understanding is the... Pressure uh, is related to to the temperature, so because the ga the gas will expand with increased temperature. So conceivably, is he saying that he's heating up? The temperature might have just changed. He's heating up the gas inside the tires so that it expands to the point. Now, if it's expanding a lot to the the degree that he's saying it's expanding, he would have had to have heated up the air inside the tires like a shitload. 
this guy's basically microwaving fucking tires <laughs> at at will, indiscriminately microwaving people's tires, and then and then and then selling it to other people whilst the tires are still hot. That just sounds pr- profoundly irresponsible. <laughs> there are many things in this book which are profoundly irresponsible. <laughs> what about there's this bit on how to increase sports performance with the SE5 where he starts talking about Marion Adolfini, whom he says was a Nobel Prize laureate who used 20 SE5 machines on a daily basis to improve their golf and bowling game. I tried to find Marion Adolfini among the Nobel Prize laureates, but there's no record of this woman. He just he just makes shit up. Okay, what? It's also, why would a Nobel Prize laureate be using SE5s to improve people's bowling performance. But there are just <laughs> so many parts of this story. It's so many unanswered questions. Any sense. <laughs> it's it's just it's just a tall tale. It's just, <laughs> it's just like just, just made it up. What are you gonna do? <laughs> you, you just pull this out of your ass, mate. Um Another car he also goes one, on to say that he, he says it can Marion Adolfini also didn't share any details of her work and research into improving sports performance with the SE5, so unfortunately we don't know her experimental results. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. I've got I've got a quote here which is which is concentrated weapons grade woo-woo. From chapter 29, Liquid Crystals, Something from Nothing. (laughs) He says, These crystals are informational structures. In other words, the scalar information fields combine into a pattern of recognisable energy that then translates into the physical dimension as matter. It is no wonder that scientists, working from the outside, cannot find any matter, as they are able to peer into the smallest of smallest atoms and subatomic particles, Quarks and tachyons, the, th- the so-called particles disappear into yet another level of nothingness. The superstring theory in modern physics suggests that there are no such things as particles of matter, but rather the universe is made up of some etheric substance like small strings vibrating back and forth. These vibrations interact with one another and produce standing waves, which appear as stable forces in the third dimension and give us the appearance of subatomic particles. The M-theory goes one step further and says that there are no strings, just pure vibration interacting with pure vibration. Could this be the music of the spheres? Perhaps the mystics were the first scientists, preparing the way for the quantum shamans. That was, that was like a woo-woo nuke. That is, it's just, that is a... a, a pure a, vibrational oh, wow. woo-woo. A virtuoso performance. In woo-woo. Pure vibration. There, what is vibrating, Jack? 
<laughs> what is vibrating? Well, the thing is, he does away with that need by saying that in M theory, there are no strings and just pure vibration. Just pure it's vibrations. Pure, it's so pure that it doesn't need a medium within which to vibrate. And also, you can just break the law of conservation of energy. <laughs> Uh, I look, Don Paris PhD has left things like that far behind him. So, He's privy to a a future physics that we don't know about because his dream friend Alpha X told him about it. Okay, let me see. Okay, he starts advertising some mat- for some mattresses Adin- that a Adin- German company Adin- called Adin- Sembella make, where they use the SE five to embed. IDFs into their mattresses and they make you sleep better. Don Paris PhD plugs plugs that company. I'm going to go out on a limb and just assume that he has a financial interest in this mattress manufacturer, 100%. but I don't know for sure. There is no scientist. Look, you just Google search Marion Adinolfi and if there was somebody named this who was of some import, that would be top hit on Google. Write, yeah. What if I write scientist, scientist, scientist? I tried to find any evidence of this person existing, and I couldn't. Yeah, the only there there seems to be, uh, there's a picture of um, Ilana smiling, just so creepily at the camera. I'm gonna send it to you on Discord. Check this out. This is so <laughs> creepy. <laughs> She just looks like she wants to fucking rip your heart out. Eleanor wouldn't do that. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) What's Don Paris' PhD got around his neck in this picture? (laughs) (laughs) What does it look like with a vial? Or maybe it's a a stopwatch or something. And this is the look they give you before they kill you, dismember you, and then dissolve your body in a bathtub full of <laughs> acid. This is the look they give you right before they take your fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we're about to fuck we're, we're close to the end of this. Let's just finish. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He starts. He adv- he, as the book continues, he advertises more and more for all sorts of products. For the Kai O. Pulse, he advertises for that. Uh, for the Kaio remote balancer. Oh, towards the end of the book, actually, I want to read a quote from the conclusion. Oh, I want. Yeah, wait. I think we should just read the entire conclusion. Yeah, you do. Short, it. You you, but, you read the conclusion I, before. Okay, I'm just going to do a recap. Okay, of the entire book. Actually, can I just contextualize part two? So in part two, at the end of part one, Al disappears to save another planet from the evils of the interdimensional pharmaceutical industry. And Don Paris PhD just finds an SE5 user manual and starts reading it in his dream. Yeah. And so part two is just from the book that Don Paris PhD is reading in his dream. Yeah. And then in the conclusion, Al comes back. So I, I was just wanting to narratively situate that's the, the narrative arc. So we've got this narrative arc. It yeah. starts with the age of the quantum shaman. That's the intro. And then this dream sequence where he's being taught about the SE5 from Alpha X. Yeah. And then a defense of 
some charlatans before going into the applications. Now, I'll quickly go over the applications at a high level. Everything from like programming materials, finding an ideal place to live, finding lost articles, been over this, attracting business, clearing odors, both mundane and profound. It can do fucking anything. It can repel pests without using pesticide. It'll make you sleep better. Uh, It'll help you troubleshoot machines. It'll do some woo-woo nonsense shit with liquids and crystals. All right. So that's that's the entire uh, theory and practice of the SE5. And at the end of this entire of that of that entire 200 pages nearly, he then gives us this conclusion. As I closed the notebook of applications, I became aware that Al had returned. He smiled widely and said, please excuse me for taking so long, but I think I made a difference for our neighboring planet. We have established (laughs) a strong foothold for freedom once again. I see that you all managed to keep yourselves entertained. Are there any more questions before we close? I would like to know how I can get one of these instruments for myself, I asked. I would like to answer that for you on several levels, Al suggested. As with all informational fields, the probability of you manifesting one of these devices in your own life is already increasing. The fact that you are aware of the existence of the SE5 1000 is proof of that fact. Think about it. Of the billions of people on planet Earth, how many do you suspect know about the SE5 1000? The fact that you know as much as you do about the SE5 1000 is an example of the informational fields attracting an instrument for you. Now, I know that some of you know that you are dreaming at this very moment, and in some ways this is very close to the truth. Others are beginning to realize the dream that we are weaving. As you return to your normal state of awakening, take this card. He hands a card to each in the audience. Take this card with you and focus on the circle with the dot in the center. And on the card, there's on one side of the card, there's, there's just a circle and a, and a dot. No three, just a dot. This mm, card, mm, not a this, scalar, yeah. this, <laughs> this will bring... This will bring the card with you into the awake, into waking consciousness. Al finished as he handed out some cards. So focus on the dot. Focusing on the dot as you wake up from this dream will bring it with you. I took the card in my hand and I focused my attention on the symbol and imagined myself waking up in my normal reality. As I became fully conscious, I was afraid to move my hands in case there was no card. Dredging up some courage. I lifted my hand towards my face and let out a slight gasp (gasps) when I saw in my hand a card on one side. And I turned it over and it said, to learn more about the SE5-1000, contact Living From Vision, P.O. Box 1530, (laughs) Stanwood, WA, 98292. Phone number one three six zero three eight seven five seven one three www.se5.com. This is some twenty-dimensional chess product <laughs> placement. So somehow, 
<laughs> living, living from vision for those who are not aware is is Don, is Don Paris's, Paris's business. <laughs> that is his business. <laughs> it's living for vision, and se-five.com is his website. <laughs> he he's claiming to have <laughs> communed with a dream inhabiting interdimensional alien, have received wisdom about how to construct this alien technology and then literally physically manifested a business card with his own business details on it into his hand, creating a business which he didn't presume by implication did not create before having this dream. And that is how he concludes. The book. This is just astonishing. I would also like to say the last pages of this book are a series of advertisements for the Living from Vision course, as also advertised in Ilana Selka's Wisdom of the Dolphins book, the Kai Zero, Kai Organizer, the BT-8, which is a cranial electrical stimulator, a children's book, Alan Learns to Use His Imagination by Ilana Selka, Don and Ilana's CDs, Ilana Selka's Quantum Imaging Mind Journeys, the Best of Mind Journey Music by Don Paris and Ilana Selka. And the very last page is in order form for all of these things. Chai, Chi, Ki, Kai. Kai, O personal protection thing. Fucking garbage piece of shit is 195 US dollars. In 1993 <laughs> or 2013. I'm not sure. Probably 2013. So with current inflation, it's probably about $30 million. Just think how much Bitcoin you could have bought in 2013 for 195 US, or you could have bought the Kyo personal well, protection. The Kyo. All right, my headphones are running out of battery. Me too. Let's 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 round. Let's this out, finish this. Okay. Um. Any final words? It really speaks. For we itself. really should try to interview Don Paris, PhD, for this show. I I, I we could try. Let's hope he doesn't listen to us talking about him getting fucked by his his wife (laughs) in the ass by his own instrument or being cucked by whoever we said he was getting cucked by (laughs) on on the Sacred Games or the three hours who were making fun of his beloved and and I was Don Paris PhD. If you're still listening to this episode, I apologize. I didn't mean any of those things. No, no, this is a satire. This, this, hey, this is fair use. And it's satire. It's not defamation. This is satire. This is a satire comedy podcast. <laughs> this is not defamation. When I say scammer, I really mean honest bloke who wouldn't hurt a fly and is a yeah, perfectly, exactly. perfectly ethical business person. Well, he just wants to help and to collect a fee for services I, um, rendered. I think this book speaks entirely for itself. I have no concluding remarks. I can't, yeah look I can't really I still think the the Pauli quote of something not not even being wrong basically sums up this book the claims it makes are not even wrong because they're not coherent enough to to really assign a truth value to would I recommend it no I I, I don't I don't recommend this book it's boring and doesn't really say anything. Thank you for listening to us for for over three hours if you've made it this far. See you next time. <laughs>